of the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Herpes, I tell you. Don't get so excited about it. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> it is the start of the Phillips file. This one for a Thursday. That's Thursday, May 24th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And uh, we'll just find other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. There's always plenty of stuff to yak about. Uh So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, uh, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the state of Florida. You can pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. We encourage you to check that out. Follow me on Twitter at RealJim. Send us a text on anything at any time. That's RealMobile77031. We'll look at it, review it. Read it, decide if we want to use it on the air. And then, of course, on the phone's long distance, toll free, one 978 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's here. She has news in a few minutes. We'll yes, work sir. off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here later in the program. Uh, program right after the news with Mo. A bonus round of closest to the pin. Uh, we'll have Jack's audio file. We'll talk with Pat Clark. It's Thursday, so we'll talk with Patrick. Handle sports over Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. At the regular round, the closest to the pin. Spent a couple of minutes with uh, Jim Colbert to see what's on the program for tomorrow between 3 and 7. So you want to win. It starts at about 6. And no Eddie the Shaman today. He's got something else. He'll be back with us next week, I suppose. And uh, see your opportunity to pick up some nice prizes along the way there's so much stuff to talk about today this just broke Mm. uh, about a minute before we came into the office this is something that i started yakking about uh the day before yesterday and i i honestly believe had it not been for me maybe most of the media would not pay have paid too much attention to this but i came unglued as i do from time to time And this is a story that was broken by National Public Radio and with the assistance of the American Civil Liberties Union. And it was about uh, the Orlando Police Department, the only police department in the United States of America that agreed to team up with Amazon to have a test program when it comes to facial recognition systems. And uh, OPD didn't want to talk about it. The city of Orlando, I don't even, I mean, the city hall, I don't even know if they knew what, what the hell was going on. And then uh, reporters, maybe because of my encouragement, I would like to think so, uh, you know, started knocking on the door and calling on the police chief's office. Uh, what's going on here? What's up? And, uh, after, and they didn't want to talk about it. Uh, they were saying, we just don't have a comment. Then it was that we'd have much to say about it. Then Scott Maxwell got on their case. And a little mm-hmm. bit more came out. And then then uh, John Mina, the chief of police for the Orlando Police Department, 
who wants to be the sheriff of Orange County, by the way. And by and large, I think Mean is a pretty damn good police chief. I don't have a big, you know, I don't have a bone to pick with uh, Chief Mina. How in this particular case, though, I think OPD and the chief, optics-wise, they really missed the boat. They really screwed this one up. And uh, then they started, then, yeah, well, we've teamed up, but you got to realize it's, uh, you know, it's just a test program, and we're not, uh, we're not spying on people, and we're not, we don't have cameras set up to look at anybody in, in, uh, in Orlando, and yeah. it's just police officer. We're just checking this to see if maybe if we want to use it in the future. And I said at the time, I said, I don't know whether it's right or wrong. I haven't made that decision yet on facial recognition systems and whether it's a good idea or bad idea. But I think it's a bad idea not to alert the citizens of Orlando and people who come into Orlando from other areas that uh, we at OPD are testing this system. I mean, why keep it secret? Right. And what they were doing is they were keeping it a big secret. Then the Orlando Sentinel just uh, just saw the headline, just the blast. I don't know if I have it here. Do you have it, Jack? What does it say? Oh, yeah, it's on my phone. They just announced right as we were walking in here. This news is the alert. Sentinel. Yes, mm-hmm. Orlando Sentinel. Orlando has three Amazon cameras installed in downtown Orlando, contrary to what OPD chief claims. So get what the hell? Straight. So what that? Yeah, they can't even get their story they straight. Can't get it, right? I don't think the mayor has any idea about what's oh, no. going on, Mm-mm. and a strong mayor. You know, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, Mayor Dyer's a good mayor, but he is so good that I think from time to time, he's not a hard ass with some of these people. Bill Frederick was a former mayor of Orlando. Bill Frederick was a hard ass. Bill Frederick would stab you in the back oh. to get what, what he wanted. But he ran, but that's the way he ran the shop. And I sometimes think that the that the mayor and uh, and some of those lick spittles on the city council have, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't know what's going on. And nobody can say, you know, have you seen a member of the city council step forward and say, what the heck is going on with OPD? The citizens should be able to know what's happening with these cameras and blah, blah, blah. And you got the bullhorn, you got the press conference. They don't do crap down there. And I think the mayor, with all due respect to the mayor, I don't think he knows. I don't think he has any clue. You think that the mayor would say, Mina, meet me in my office. I want you there in 30 minutes because we're going to talk about this and we're going to get this all straightened out, right? Because the optics don't look good. Because when you're the chief of the Orlando Police Department and it's not looking good, it's not looking good for me either. All right? That's that's what a strong mayor does. Strong mayor says, we're going to get this straightened out. Or he calls the police chief in and says, guess what, bub? You're going to get this straightened out. That's what a strong mayor does. You're going to get this straightened out, and you're going to get this straightened out by 5 o'clock. Okay? Okay. Comprende, mi amigo? (laughs) Anyway, so we got that. Colonial Lanes is uh, closing down. A real tearjerker of a story on the front page. Colonial Lanes, the bowling center. That's been in that location down near uh, Colonial Drive on Bumby and down in that area for about 60 years. What, their last day is today, is that correct? Correct, Amundo. And oh, uh, a lot of generations of, uh, of, of Orlandoans have, uh, have bowled at, uh, at Colonial Lanes. And I was thinking about this earlier. It's just another one of these you know, things in Orlando that were around for a long time that either a native of Orlando or somebody who's been here for many, many years you know, is always recognized. And all of a sudden, that's... that's 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 going to. Bye-bye. What's next? Beefy King? Come on. Whoa. Bite by the your way, tongue. Be- Beefy King, by the way, I believe is celebrating 
50 years? 50, I think, I think yeah. 50 so, years uh, in June. So we might want to talk to some of the Beefy King people. Are I've there never, Beefy King people? I've never eaten there. The family is on there. There's one family that's on Beefy King who's never eaten there. Jack I have said, not. I've only lived in wrong. Florida since 89. <laughs> beefy King, Beefy but... King on, on Bumby. Your Colonial Drive is an institution. It's been there for a very long time. I'm aware. And... Uh, but they're going to be celebrating. The, you know, it's just one of these, you know, you, you see it, it's been there forever, and then all of a sudden it's uh, gone. So Colonial Lanes is closing. What am I doing with all this stuff? I don't know. You left it somewhere. we got the President of the United States who actually said today oh. something to the effect, if you st- don't stand for the uh, national anthem, maybe you ought to leave the country. <laughs> About time. This guy's a real asshat, isn't he? <laughs> you know, and, and we all know. I think there, to a certain degree, there are Americans who say, you know, as long as those people of color keep entertaining us, you know, singing, dancing, they're in the movies, you know, playing sports, uh, that's all we want. But we're not crazy about them being in positions of power. I think that was part of the uh, opposition to Barack Obama. I actually believe there's an element, a strong element of uh, bigotry and racism and I think the same thing uh, occurs with uh, with NFL players or these players who are taking a knee. NFL players were taking a knee because uh, n- nobody, the rest of the nation, wasn't, in- wasn't paying any attention to what they thought should be attended to, and that was police brutality against people of color. So yeah. I think they said to themselves, look, if you're not going to pay any attention, here's what we're, we're going to do. We're going to take a knee during the national anthem, which is a form of protest, which is a form of patriotism, I believe. You're right. First Amendment. And, uh, I mean, I understand, look, I'm the boss, and this is the way it's going to be in the workplace, and blah, blah, blah. However, be that as it may, I think protests and demonstrations are as patriotic as standing for the national anthem. It is in our DNA, or at least it used to be in our DNA. So, all right, so they don't uh, take a knee. What are you going to do if they raise a fist? What are are you going to do if they stand there but turn their back? Uh, Look, NFL viewership is down. There's no question about that. But there's various uh, reasons for that. And it's, it's people are cutting the cord to TV. Um, there's, uh, there's, uh, the game is oversaturated. There are too many games on TV. Yeah. Uh, there are concerns about, among some people about CTE who have decided, you yeah, just don't want to be, and yeah, I just don't want to be involved in this game as a spectator anymore. And then of course, and then, and then there's the national anthem thing as well. But if you're just sitting there saying, oh, it's not as popular and not, nobody's paying as much attention to, uh, to NFL football because of players taking a knee. You're way off base on that. There's a bunch of reasons for a lower viewership of NFL and maybe to a certain degree a lower attendance. We got that. Morgan Freeman's in trouble. Oh, brother. Now it's come out to Morgan Freeman. You never know about people. Morgan Freeman, everybody loves Morgan Freeman, right? Have you? Can you think of a movie that Morgan Freeman was in no. where he was a bad guy, oh. where he was an evil guy? Oh. Where you go, oh, Morgan Freeman, Scary. man, he's a serial evil. killer. No, no. Oh, he's a dictator. Oh, he's always, oh, you know. Nice guy. Driving Miss Daisy, right? Driving Miss Sweet. Daisy, Shawshank Redemption. Wasn't he a bad guy in there? He was the guy, you know, with Clint Eastwood, uh, you know, going into that town to take care of business. Unforgiven. Whatever. Now he's being accused by a number of women of inappropriate harassment and sexual behavior. Answer yourself, Morgan. 
Come on, Breckles. We got that to talk about. <laughs> I watched the hockey game last night. Oh, oh yeah, lightning. Bro. You understand what you did? You understand what you're watching? A lot I did. Some I don't. Yeah. But I enjoyed the game. They had a. F- you going to watch Tampa Bay's next game? Wait, there isn't a next game. There isn't game. a next game. Well, there is. It'll just be next the you know, Washington next Capitals season. against Las Vegas, right? I yes. enjoy it. Yes, sir. But I was thinking when I was watching the game, I don't know the, the, the guy who was calling the play-by-play. Mm. But minute by minute, I'm trying to think of any. He was fantastic. Really? Absolutely fantastic. What made him fantastic? Just calling the play. Mm. I'm trying to think of any other sport where you would have to pay so much attention for that amount of time without fumfering. Because mm. after a while, I thought, I'm going to wait for this guy to fumfer. Never, ever, ever had a fumfer. Smooth the whole time. Smooth. To, to, you know, Calling out the players, the names, yeah. passing here, passing there, calling the fouls, this, that. Wonderful thing what? to behold. Anyway, so we got that. We got a, bl- a bunch of things to... Yak about. We have to stay on schedule this uh, <laughs> yes, Thursday because we got to fit a lot of things in. Uh, I wish I had more time to open it up because I know people want to talk about this NFL thing a lot. And yeah, we're yeah, weighed yeah. down by pizza. And the president, uh, whether he thinks or whether you agree that people who don't stand for the national anthem or disrespect the flag should be kicked out of the kicked out of the country should leave Seriously? the country. Seriously, dude. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Let's go to check out the news. Here's Mo. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. It wouldn't say lit. Walk a mole. Stay on there, you son of a gun. Jim, I have news aplenty today. As we uh, on the file approach our long weekend, the odds continue to increase that a tropical depression will develop in the Gulf of Mexico in the next 24 or 48 hours. How you doing? Forecasters at the Hurricane Center now put the chance of that happening at 80%. Those are pretty good odds to me. They say the low-pressure system over the southeastern Yucatan Peninsula is gradually becoming better defined and will become a depression over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico by Saturday. In any case, heavy rainfall is forecast for much of Florida and the northern uh, Gulf Coast. Starting when? In tomorrow, uh, what's tomorrow, Friday, or early Saturday, overnight Friday into early Saturday. For how for how long Most into of Memorial the weekend. Day, yes, Monday? Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry uh, to be the bearer of bad news. But it's going to be a wet and soggy Memorial Day weekend in Florida. Oh, uh, no yard work this weekend then. Damn it. Same. Mm. Well, that's kind of good, right? So you have to find something More to do. video oh, games. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Co- Calling Publix an NRA sellout, a student survivor of the deadly Stoneman Douglas High School shooting, plans to say protests at two of the Lakeland chain supermarkets. David Hogg called on Twitter for people to lie down for 12 minutes inside both of these public stores down in Parkland, Florida, starting at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Hogg says this die-in is in response to Publix's donation of more than half a million dollars to the campaign of 
Republican Adam Putnam for governor. I like Publix. This yeah. Putnam is a gun rights advocate. I know he is. Who's gotten six hundred plus thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, and referred to himself. This is how Adam Putnam called himself a quote proud NRA sellout. He's a Lakeland guy. Publix, Publix is, is Lakeland, Lakeland based. Yeah, it's a private. It's family owned. Mm. It's. Oh, Publix they're, has been they're right, very conservative. right of the uh, aisle forever. I love their commercials, though. Oh, they, make they do, cry. and they make I like me cry. The stores are yeah. always clean. People are good in there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now I cry as I pass my Publix on my way to Winn-Dixie. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I am not shopping at a Winn-Dixie. All right, listen. You're too good for that? Yes. Uh, uh, no. Go to Whole Foods. Or Fresh Market. Yeah. Fresh, Fresh Market's market. expensive. Or Aldi. And go to well, Aldi. If Whole Foods got going to Publix. If you're pinching your pennies, go to Aldi. Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's Trader Joe's. Yeah. But oh, different. Trader Joe's. Mm. Be running around in flowered shirts. Try finding a parking space. Not in there. Oh, no. not in the Winter Park one. Hell no. Uh, let's move on, shall we? About no. Let's. Well, actually, we're going to stay with Parkland for a second because the families of two students gunned down by that assault-style rifle at at Doug, Stoneman Douglas are suing the maker and seller of the gun. The lawsuit was filed by the parents of Jamie Gutenberg and Alex Schachter. The, the defendants, they're suing American Outdoor Brands, which used to be called Smith & Wesson. They're also suing Sunrise Tactical Store in Coral Springs, where the gunman bought the, the weapon. It's my favorite pistol. A Smith & Wesson? Yes. An AR-15 style? I don't have an AR-15. Oh, well, that's what that's what the guy used. The attorneys say a I very... I like revolvers, because then you don't have to... You don't have to worry about a misfire uh-huh. so much. Uh, the attorneys for Sorry. these two families down there say a confusing Florida statute is a possible obstacle, and they're asking a judge to clarify whether gun makers and sellers can be sued by victims. Now, for the 30th time since that shooting, a Volusia County student is charged with making school threats. I don't know what's happening over in the Daytona Beach-ish, Orange City, New Smyrna area. It's the water. Volusia County student, this time charged with making threats, this time a 14-year-old. At a middle school in Orange City, this one yesterday, the boy warned his classmates, and here's the quote from the kid, quote, none of y'all come to school on the last day because I'm going to shoot it up, end quote. And I think when you're just, you're just stupid kids sometimes. You know, you're just 14. stupid. I mean, yeah, you're just true. stupid. He claimed he was joking, ha, 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 but. <laughs> he probably was because he's not, he, he, he's just not mature enough to realize this is not how fun. serious yeah. this stuff is. Well, and there's always one in the crowd. Tell that to Sheriff Mike Chitwood. Well, I know that. He agrees, and he is serious as a heart attack on this. I spoke to him a couple, you know, maybe eight weeks ago. Like him. About just this topic. His office is holding both students and their families responsible for all of the investigation of these incidents and these stupid teenagers. All right. You Good. know, so. Send a message. I know. When they really... stale and they're nailing some of these parents who uh, are irresponsible with the storage of their firearms and the kids are picking them up. Yeah. That's they true. Where are you getting it? That's right. Somebody has do. to. Oh, they suffered so much. Oh, boy. Oh, they're feeling the pain. Despite high gasoline prices, Jim, it is the start of the holiday weekend and AAA predicts a nearly 5% increase in travel this Memorial Day compared to last year. The agency says 40, more than 41 million Americans will travel by car, plane, or train. Despite the high gasoline prices, the prices at the pump are the highest they've been since 2014. What are they now? Uh, in many places around the nation, three bucks a gallon. We are a couple of ticks under that. Now, next Monday, Memorial Day, as you know, marks the start of summer, right? From Memorial Day through Labor Day. But it also marks the start of boating season. And with almost one million boats registered here in Florida, officials are also putting out interesting tips to keep you safe. 
for the holiday because people are just now dusting off the boat and getting it out there. Life jackets required must be properly fitted for adults and kids. Falling overboard is the number one cause of fatal boating accidents in Florida for the last 15 plus years. Drowning is the leading cause of death. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, wear your life vest. You wear it. Uh, if, yeah, if you got kids, totally yes. You wear a life vest when you're paddle boarding. I bring my life vest <laughs> every time I take that paddle board out. Yes, sir. Now you don't wear it. I bring it with me. I hear that. With more than two million Floridians <laughs> expected to be on the road, though, AAA has a plan. If you do drink and think maybe I shouldn't drive, it's called Tow to Go. They do this on the holidays usually. Best idea: don't drink and drive. Clearly, have a designated driver. Bravo, Mo. Is the designated driver either stay get a designated driver, stay where you're celebrating, or arrange hey, for another form of driving home? You're on a boat. <clears throat> Can people on a boat drink? But the certainly the driver of the boat to, cannot. Yeah. That's true. Correct? Yeah. Correct. I believe so. They're yeah. going to be snuck out of their brains, right, as long as they're not driving the boat? Oh, yeah, bro. Uh, you sure about that? Eh, I don't I'm know about that. I'm kind of positive. Let me take a little break. What? We'll come back. Mo's going to have more <laughs> news, the birthdays, the food. Don't forget at the top of the hour, a bonus round of closest to the pin. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio. 104.1. Let's get back to the news, the birthdays, the food. Don't forget that bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. Here's Mo. Jim, President Trump. What's wrong? Are you having a problem today I, yeah, with the coordination? A little bit. It, a little bit. It's on, off. It's on, too much off. stuff. You got too much stuff. I know. Man. I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I sort of know where everything is out here, but it does yeah, seem except like. Except for the button to turn your mic no, on. Well, there's that. It was covered up. Uh, President Trump, Jim. <laughs> hey, Siri. Turn on mic. Oh. Boop. My... Oh, my God. <laughs> Did it? No. President Trump citing a flurry of hostile statements from Kim Jong-un in North Korea uh, today canceled the summit that was scheduled for June 12th. Um, it's just what Bolton wants. Mm, Bolton got it started by, <laughs> a war now. by equating it to Libya and Pence did the same what? thing. Yeah, Remember when Bolton said, oh, it'll be the Libya model. And then, then, what does that mean? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what that means, the Libya model. I mean, I know what happened in Libya, yeah. but what do you mean by yeah. that? When they gave up their nuclear weapons, within a very short time, they were dragging Gaddafi's dead body through the streets. Uh, so they're sort of saying, oh, we'd like it to be the Libya. You give up your stuff, and guess what's going to happen to you, Un? You're yeah, not get, he's him. not giving up his stuff. Well, anyway, no, he's not. And then he called Pence a dummy. So Trump really well, didn't care for that. So he well, said, we're, not, we're taking our marbles and going home. He's heartbroken. His bro, his bromance bro. with uh, Kim is it's, it's over. When they wrote that, when he wrote that letter, anymore. he wrote that letter. Uh, it, it said the New York Times says it was almost a jilted lover tone. Yeah, you read the letter in it's the message. Yeah, like it was written by a fourteen-year-old <laughs> who broke up with someone at camp. I heard someone say, "Made me laugh out loud this morning." It does. It's, it does. It sounds really. You can silly. tell he wrote it. Oh yeah, it sounds really immature. So that means he wrote it. I don't know. I but, miss you so much. I know. I thought we had a good rapport. Anyway, it, it it's off. <laughs> okay, which means that Jim said he'll never meet with Kim Jong-un, which means that you uh, Pinky owes you a dollar. But since you already owe him $3... Oh, wait, 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 whoa. The oh, bet was he'd never meet with Kim Jong-un? On the 12th. Oh, well, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Florida Senator Marco... So I owe you two? Now you only yeah, owe two bro. bucks. Uh, yep. Okay. Former Senator Marco Rubio says the, the Trump withdrawal from this summit... Is 100% the right decision. This is little Marco. So now what, Marco? Mm -mm. He says that he blames the um, 
Clinton? Tall, he blamed no. He, no, he, I'm surprised Obama, he didn't blame. Is that what they, the Republicans usually pull out of their ass? They, no, no, no. You know, if nothing else, eh, blame it, was it on Bill Hillary fault. or Hillary. Either yeah. way, uh-huh. the Florida, Fire and Fury. Our junior senator Marco, little Marco. Uh, no, he blamed it on Who? Kim Jong Un. Oh, saying whatever. he deliberately sabotaged the talks and set up the U.S. to take the well, blame. Well, he played us then, yeah, and we yeah. weren't that's, smart enough to realize that, despite right. the fact that people who are in the uh, who have been in that, you know, the diplomatic corps and have that experience, they were yelling all the time, saying, "He's just playing you. He's just mm-hmm. going to play you. Watch this." And they were right. Uh, I think they might have been. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump, though, had lots of things to say about various uh, topics today. Uh, one of them was was, of course, North Korea, but he also talked about the NFL, Jim. He's feeling his oats. You wait till those indictments start coming down. Oh, boy. Yeah. He said that the NFL policy that prohibits athletes from taking a knee during the national anthem uh, is a good, is a great idea. And he said, if you want to kneel, maybe, quote, you shouldn't be in the country if you don't stand for the anthem, end quote. Of course, he said this to his buddies at Fox and Friends. Uh, and, uh, do they say anything? Like, of course not. Mr. No. President, really? No, of course not. What are you suggesting? That no. we have no demonstrations or protests? The foundation of this country. Mm-hmm. This country started with a protest. No. Remember the tea going over the side? No. In Boston Harbor? I do remember Hello? that. Hello? Yes. Uh, he doesn't know that. That means he would have to have read history. He doesn't know that. I'm just saying. Uh, it turns out that he told confidants, Trump did, uh, Trump told confidants yesterday. Let me ask you a question. That he was thrilled with this new policy from the NFL. How do you think people would react if Barack Obama had said, "You know, I think people who don't stand for or stand for the national anthem should leave the country." Mm-hmm. These Republican asshat, conservative asshats, would be screaming and spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. So many things. If you say, "What if Obama did it?" Of course, it's altogether a different story. Well, Trump said they don't want a black man in the White House. They don't want uh, black guys. athletes, athletes of color, demonstrating. We're not going to pay him any attention. And then when we have to pay him attention, because the way we love, we because we love to watch him play football, then they get all fatuts. Then they get all. Then they pull out the. That, then they pull out the patriotism thing. Oh, we're more patriotic than they are. During a rally, I'll tell you one thing: they got more courage than the rest of you do. During a rally last fall, uh, the president referred to an NFL player who was making this gesture during the Star Spangled Banner as a son of a bitch. End quote. And he said that the player should be fired. And yeah, people okay. in his rally were screaming uh, approval. So he thinks he's been vindicated, Jim. That's what he's telling his confidants. He is thrilled with the policy, and he is vindicated. When he called out the players who kneeled. This old national anthem, giant flags on the gridiron, the jets flying over, the color guards. Uh It's a phony pageant is what it is. It's a phony pageant of of, of, of patriotic solidarity. All right, let's put this on. We'll all stand together because then we can say to one another, you know, something we're more patriotic than than other people. It's It's phoniness is what it is. Theater. What I will tell you is the uh, new F- NFL rule is not going over well with many of the teams. The New York Jets are breaking with this new rule already. Within 24 hours, they said no, uh, because it says you have to stand or stay in the locker room right while it's being played. So the CEO of the New York Jets says the team will support those players who kneel, and he, the owner, will personally pay any fines imposed on the team. I can think of 25 ways that players could, could protest. All right, we're not going to take a knee. We can turn our backs. We can raise our fists with a right, black yeah. glove on it. We can put a blindfold over our eyes when the national... I mean, there's... So, so, you yeah. know, I think Goodell and the rest of them really stepped into something. Just, you know... They do seem completely out of touch with this. But 
I think uh, so. The I, CEO of the Jets said in a statement that the Jets will work closely with players to advance social justice issues yeah, that are yeah. important to them. So they're going to pay. The Jets said they're going to pay if anybody gets fined because of this kneeling business. So that seemed very supportive, I must say. Yeah, we stand uh, in solidarity with you as long as you don't, uh, as we see it, embarrass us, okay? Uh-huh. Because it's all about ticket sales. Mm. Well, there's that. Uh, eight women, Jim, have accused... Actor, beloved actor, Morgan Freeman, of yeah, sexual harassment or inappropriate behavior on the set at his production company and during a press junket to talk about the movie. Oh, Morgan. 16 people have spoken out against him. Say, we F- still have Tom Hanks. Don't I rest my case. I rest my case. You don't happening? know anything about anybody. No. We look at his movies, and I'm probably one of them. Oh, he looks like a great guy. He's got all these great roles. Everybody loves him. Driving Miss Daisy, Shawshank Redemption, this movie, that movie. He was the president of the United States in a couple of movies. And it's just that, yeah, Morgan Freeman, stand-up, good guy. And then it's like... Some of them said they were harassed. Others said it was inappropriate behavior. One of them said, uh, now, mind you, Morgan Freeman is 80 now. So? Uh, you ought to know better. He did this last year. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. This woman claims that he harassed her for several months, including an incident in which he, quote, kept trying to lift up my skirt and asked, kept asking me if I was wearing underwear. Alan Arkin told him to knock it off. Uh-huh. Uh, he saw Morgan Freeman doing this boorish behavior and said, cut it out, you. What are you doing? I don't know what he's doing. Um, he made comments about their bodies on another set uh, a couple years ago. And they <laughs> workers all started whispering. You know, there's that whisper campaign on a set like that. Wasn't so that, it Morgan Freeman that lost control of his car in Mississippi when he was and getting was, uh, a uh, yeah. Yeah. job by... Uh, oh, boy. What was that place? A, 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 girl, a girlfriend who was 40 years his junior? Mm-hmm. His step-granddaughter? No, no that was another her. one. No. This was somebody else. He was flying nope. through the cotton fields of Mississippi in some muscle car or something. Something happened. He went off the yeah. road, Jim. I don't know what happened. Yeah, something shifted, so to speak. No, I don't know what was shifting. I don't know anything about that. He went into a different no, gear. No, I don't know Ew. anything about all that. Mm-hmm. But he, the women on the set were sort of telling each other they knew better. They said, do not wear anything that will show your bottom. Meaning, don't wear clothes that are fitted or anything like that. Anything that is clingy or it shows your tush. Bad news. If Morgan Freeman's on the set that day, he will comment on your ass and he will make some remarks. So stop it about your underpants, about your body, about your whatever. Don't wear anything that shows off your behind. Uh, So now, what happens to him? Uh, You know, um, it's unclear as to... Go sailing. I don't know what he's He's a big-time sailor. Is he? Yeah. All right, well, let's just, talk about just get on the, boat. the king of, of sexual harassment. When we think about the Me Too movement and all that, is Harvey Weinstein. A, a New York grand jury has reportedly been convened in a case against Harvey. Sources saying the jury is calling witnesses, will go, is going through evidence about Harvey Weinstein. Uh, and they may... Um, I have an update. Uh-oh, what do you got? Harvey Weinstein expected to turn himself in. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I see. Surrender. Surrender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that could happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Harvey P.S. has denied... Turn himself into the Cohen brothers. <laughs> nice. He's expected mm-hmm. to appear in uh, court in Lower Manhattan That's tomorrow. I, yes, I just said. Yeah. yeah. One day after the grand jury. I think he'll be in Lower Manhattan. We said court. Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. single person. Harvey Weinstein expected to turn himself in. Yeah. Over. Back to you, Moira. Turn, uh, turn your mic back do on. Do we have a uh, bet uh, on Mario uh, Batali? Uh, Didn't I bet mm-hmm. you that uh, he would be arrested on a criminal charge of... Related think, to sexual assault? I think you bet that he would be arrested before R. Kelly. 
You said R. Kelly would be charged and arrested by Labor Day. I don't see anything about Mario. You want to make a bet? I'll bet you that uh, Mario Batali is charged with a crime related to uh, sexual inappropriate behavior before Labor Day. Labor Day, you say? That's the end of the summer, Pinkman. That is the end of the summer, Pinkman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> e- uh, okay. All right, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. You're not sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's a toss-up, I think. I have till the end of the I summer. I think he'll be charged sooner or later. Oh, so what is the bet? That he'll be charged or that he'll be arrested? Be charged. Charged. Yeah, if you're going to be charged, you're going to be arrested or surrender. Ooh. I mean, you're... What? You don't want to take it? You're going to be charged. it. The show he was on got canceled by ABC. The Chew. Oh, yeah, The Chew. He was thinking, along with uh, Charlie Rose, Charlie Rose approached, um, what's her name, who used to be the publisher, editor of Vanity Fair. Wintour. No, Uh, that's that's, that's, Vogue. Oh, sorry. No, it's uh, Tina, whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. It's been all over the place. Pretty well-respected editor. Tina Brown? Tina Brown. Mm. Because Charlie Rose wanted to start a television program, essentially, with her. Where would they would talk about the Me Too movement, and then I guess interview men who had been, Ugh. you know, either yeah. charged or allegations, and you know, talk to them about their, you know, their Bad misbehavior behavior. and how they were trying to, you know, recover from that and this and that. And she said, essentially, screw off. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> go bounce, Sam. Oh. And so was Batali. Batali was trying to do the same thing. No kidding. Yeah. Sorry. Nobody wants to get within. Somebody five told feet him in. leave the business. Hawaii's Kilauea volcano is now causing blue fire to come out of the ground. Oh, no, brother. The U.S. Geological Survey says methane gas is seeping through the volcanic cracks east of Kilauea, creating blue flame. A photo from the Geological Survey shows blue fire coming through cracks in the streets that were abandoned because of lava. A river of lava from Kilauea has flowed into residential neighborhoods on Hawaii's Big Island forcing thousands now from their homes and volcano volcanologist 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 yes yeah. they well, say they expect great science from this event well that's probably volcanologist this They're is like all oh, the mother load ologists. this yeah. is terrific it's feel their bad about the people uh, but this uh, is uh, wonderful yeah <laughs> sad though it, it's oh, it's frightening, is what it is. Yeah, I. Well, agree. I mean, it's. I mean, people are losing their property. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to get that back. They've lost, you know, everything that they put into their property to live in what they consider to be paradise. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now where are you going to go? I don't know. It's so beautiful, Hawaii. Yeah, we're going to go. I don't know. Costa Rica. I heard that's beautiful. I don't know. I, I sort of wanted to go back to Hawaii, but I don't know. Oh yeah, brother. Not, not that island. I mean, there are plenty of other options. Oh, the rest are going to blow too sooner or later. No. It's only a matter of time. No, they don't all have they're volcanoes. Oh, yeah, islands. they're gone. Okay. They're, tr- they're dormant or something. They're not. No, so they're fine. They watch. We'll come along, human beings. We think we're so smart. We'll stop up, uh, stop up this uh, volcano somehow. We'll put a big cork in it. And then it'll back up into another island. And they'll blow its top. Wait, you sound so negative. It's. It's science. I mean, I understand. Oh, yeah. You know. It's all part of it's all part of the process of the planet. I think the planet's shaking us off. 
Jim, telling us that in. we'll shake you off like a bad case of fleas, oh, like a dog with a bad yep. case of fleas. This just in: Harvey Weinstein expected to turn himself in, and not in Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. Tomorrow. Uh-huh. Lower Manhattan. He's about big as Lower Manhattan. Who? Oh, he is a. Yeah, he's <laughs> a day after a grand, all day. He's sort of a fat. So a day after a grand jury reportedly convened mm-hmm. to hear evidence in Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. Jim. All right, already. Love some of these guys who are the some of the worst abusers. Mm-hmm. I mean the. Fat pigs, a lot of them. You know, well, they just have that. Mm-hmm. You know, they use their power because they can't use their any amount of sophistication or class or anything else. No charm. There's no charm. They don't work out. <laughs> they don't. No, they no no. Uh, you know, Disney will soon be letting Star Wars fans travel to a galaxy far, far away. The company revealed yesterday about a new land called Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. It opens at Disneyland and Disney World here in Orlando in the U.S. next year. They think it's going to be September of 19. Going to Megacon? Mm-hmm. Could be huge. One of the major attractions will be a, rel- a ride allowing fans to travel on the Millennium Falcon. What is it about that uh, Princess Leia outfit mm. that never grows old? Um, because It came out when you were young and impressionable, I think. That is one. Well, yeah, but you could show any 13-year-old, 14-year-old boy... Princess Leia, for the first time, they're going to have the same reaction. Because you were seeing parts you normally don't see. What part? Her it's ankles. a sexy outfit. Yeah. The al- ankles? What are you oh, seeing? Yeah. Collarbone? Girl, please. <laughs> I mean, the important parts are covered, but you were seeing everything else, and it's like, whoa, how are you doing? Princess Leia was Carrie Fisher, right? Correct. She was honored in Hollywood yesterday. Thank you for the segue. Good for her. Was she there? Or- no, she's dead. Aw. She posthumously received a plaque. In front of the Groman's Chinese Theater, or now it's TCL yeah. Chinese Theater. Well, good it did her. Her brother, Todd Fisher, unveiled and dedicated the plaque in his sister's honor. He's a weird one. I don't know anything about I that. Do. The ceremony is being held where the original Star Wars movie debuted in 1977 and where dedicated fans are already camping out before the release of the latest franchise movie, Solo, colon, A Star Wars Story. Loved it. And Jack gave it four out of Brad five. Shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Four out of five. Happy, happy birthday today. What was the food today? Oh, I didn't do the food today? <gasps> oh, my God. Let me just tell you this. Today is, I don't know how I could have missed this. Today is one of my favorite foods on the planet Shrimp ever. scampi. No. Oh, escargot. no. Gnocchi. Oh, gnocchi uh, is escargot. a good dish. Yeah. Escargot. I like escargot. Garlicky. Great conveyance for garlic butter on a toast point. Oh, yeah. Really good. Lower okay. Manhattan has the best. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, I love that. Okay. Hey. Tomorrow. you have you? Uh, no. Escargot? I escargot? Oh. No. no. You have? No, yes. but I've been to Pinky. Lower Manhattan. Yes. Mm. Well, next time you're there, get some escargot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. To go. To, oh, no. Go to Baba de Boop. Today's escargot day. Hey, don't. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tomorrow you is... Don't. Tomorrow's Friday. We're not together, so I'm going to read you some all, the next couple days, all the way yeah, through Memorial me. Day. Tomorrow is wine day. Any kind of wine tomorrow. Hats off to just a glass of wine. All right. Uh, Saturday is cherry dessert day. Don't know what that means. Cherry jubilee, anything. I guess cherry, yeah. cherry, cherry pie. What's cherry that? Cherry cheesecake. Pro cocktail. Ew. It's got a cherry uh, and in it. Sunday is gross. Also, it's grape popsicle day. I oh, like grape gross. popsicle. That's good. Ew. It's uh, not as good as ice cream, but it'll do. Great popsicle. When you're looking popsicle, for a dessert, great popsicle is a like good time. Pop- I like yeah. it better than lime. Oh yeah. yeah well, yeah, maybe lime could be good. I go back either way. Yeah, popsicle's yeah, yeah. a popsicle. 
Well, see, it's grape. It's no red. Specifically grape. Yeah. Oh, it's no okay. cherry. Red no, it's flavor not. Or is the strub- best. Eh. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Memorial Day, yeah. two awesome options for Hot Memorial dogs. Day. What? Brisket or hamburger. Ooh. So you could do like a smoked brisket, have pulled, you know, whatever sandwiches. Yeah, okay, good. I'm just saying. I'm having a hot dog. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. All right, birthdays. Bob Dylan. Oh, Robert Allen Zimmerman. Points. Oh, uh, 73. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, 75. I don't oh, know. Please. 74? Pinkman, 77. Ooh, my Happy goodness. birthday! Uh, Tommy Chung. Oh. Oh. Cheech and Chung. Oh, man. what He's got to be 81 now? What? No. Jim? 77. Ooh, 79. Jack and Pinkman split. He's 80. Wow. Oh, I was close. Mm-hmm. Points. Yes. Happy, and, happy birthday! Uh, Priscilla Presley. Ooh. Priscilla. <sighs> In there, go. Wake up. Um, yeah, we split it. We, one of you us go. Okay, on. I don't know. Sixty-two. I'll defer to Jim. No, you go next. Oh, 60, all right. Um, well, she's gonna get it. Huh? What? Sixty. What'd you say? Sixty-two. Sixty-five. You're high, right? Yeah. Uh, seventy. All the time. Seventy-three. Oh, yeah, oh, seventy-three. Seventy-three, yeah, and that's the la da. Just call me Moira. All right, a bonus round of closest to the pinup coming next. Pinkman will open up the lines. We'll pick one of you at random to play against him. Good luck. That's next on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Your next chance to win one thousand dollars is just minutes away on Real Radio one hundred four point one. And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! There we go, that bonus round of closest to the pin. CJ is on the line. He'll play against Pinkman in this bonus round. Pinkman, why don't you go to the soundproof booth? If CJ defeats Pinkman in this bonus round, he will receive a Young Matter business card that guarantees him good fortune for the rest of his life. CJ also knows, however, if he should lose to Pinkman, it's bad luck for him, not Pinkman, for CJ for 24 hours. CJ, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Jim. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. I have ten questions for you today, including the infamous crow question. Uh, we're going to count down and keep score. Good luck to you, CJ. Here we go. Thank you. In three, two, one, begin. CJ, Orlando's Colonial Bowling Lanes is closing after nearly 60 years. The Professional Bowlers Association was founded in what year? 1945. The PBA has how many members? 3,000. The PBA Hall of Fame was founded in what year? 1960. Don Carter was a legend in pro bowling. He died in what year? 1995. Carter's third wife, Paula Sperber, also a bowler, she won the U.S. Open, Women's Open, in what year? 1977. How old is comedian Paula Poundstone? 40. American dancer, singer, songwriter Paula Abdul had a song called Straight Up, released in what year? 1988. How old is country singer George Strait? 60. The pro wrestler known as Gorgeous George died in what year? 
1985. Get it within 100 miles and you win outright. If, if gorgeous George was a crow in Butte, Nebraska, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Butte, Montana? 400. Time. All right. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, Mr. Payton, he's headed back our way. Yeah, he is. Now, what we do here, we usually set Mr. Webb, we always set Mr. Payton's handicap at 18. Mm-hmm. But we allow him to roll the dice, and whatever number comes up, we will take off on the number 18. And that will be his handicap for this afternoon. We should consider increasing Mr. that. Mr. Pinkman, are you ready? Yes. All right. Do you have the dice in hand? I do. Let's go ahead and roll those bones. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, that's <laughs> What'd you get? A got three. Two. Oh. Oh, my. The easy way. He saw me flip the dice uh, casually, and uh-huh. it came up with a real high roll, which benefits Mr. Pinkman if he gets a high roll. So he tried to mimic what I did, and he rolled a three. I have ten questions for you, including the crow question at the end. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky Orlando's Colonial Bowling Lanes is closing after nearly 60 years. The Professional Bowlers Association was founded in what year? 1951. The PBA has how many members? Uh, 3,000. The PBA Hall of Fame was... Founded in what year? That would have been 1971. Don Carter was a legend in pro bowling. He died in what year? 1980. Carter's third wife was Paula Sperber, also a bowler. She won the U.S. Women's Open in what year? 1967. How old is comedian Paula Poundstone? Uh, 61. American dancer, singer, songwriter Paula Abdul had a song called Straight Up, released in what year? 98. How old is country singer George Strait? He is 72. The pro wrestler known as Gorgeous George died in what year? That would have been 1998. Get it within 100 miles, you went outright. If Gorgeous George was a crow in Butte, Nebraska, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Butte, Montana? Uh, 127. Time. I didn't know any of those. Well, you didn't know what I was talking about at all? No, it was like some days it's like, okay, I can kind of guess somewhere in the right range. I know nothing about that. Well, let's see how you did anyway. You'll be fine. Anyway, the uh, Colonial Bowling Lanes, of course, making big news. It's closing down after nearly 60 years. Kind of a sad occasion for many people. The Professional Bowlers Association was founded in what year, CJ said? 1945. And Pinkman? 51. 1958. Oh. <clears throat> the PBA has how many members, CJ said? They both said 3,000. 4,300. Oh. The PBA Hall of Fame was founded in what year, CJ said? 1960. Pinkman? 71. 1975. There Doing all right there, bub. All right. Don Carter, a legend in pro bowling. He died in what year, CJ said? 95. Pinkman? 80. 2012. Oh, no way. Oh, I knew that. Way. 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 Who got that, CJ? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Carter's third wife was Paula Sperber, of course, also a bowler. Of course. Sperler won the U.S. Women's Open in what year, CJ said? Mm, I think he said 1977. Pinkman. 67. 1971. That's uh-huh. Pinkman. How old is comedian Paula Poundstone, CJ said? 40. Pinkman. 61. 58. That's Pinkman. American dancer, singer-songwriter Paula Abdul had a song called Straight Up, released in what year, CJ said? 88. And Pinkman? 98. Right on the money, 19. 
88. Yeah. Oh, come on. How old is country singer George Strait? CJ said. 60. Pinkman. 72. 66. Six, they six. tie. <clears throat> That's yep. one each. Yep. The pro wrestler known as Gorgeous George died in what year? CJ said. 85. Pinkman. 98. 1963. Oh, my. I think it might be tied. Four, six. six. What? Yep, tied. What? Six get, it six. Within, get it within 100 miles. Oh, boy. And you win outright. If Gorgeous George, that wasn't his birth name, but well, anyway. No. If Gorgeous George what? was a crow in Butte, Nebraska, his that birthplace, he would have to fly. Yeah, I bet that's a charming place. Mm. <laughs> he would have to fly how many miles to reach Butte, Montana? That's CJ also said. Far, far away. He said 400. Pinkman said. 127. Oh, 823 miles. Mm. So CJ wins the game. I'm Yay! sorry. Nice Outrageous. try there, Pinkman. But CJ, congratulations. As soon as you receive that card, you will have good fortune for the rest of your life. Mm. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Like yesterday, then. Certainly does. Eighty-eight. You remember eighty-eight, right, Pinkman? Yeah. It was way before days. he was born. A year before At- I moved to Florida. Back when I was wearing polyester suits, going to party. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom Wolfe, the great American journalist, author, novelist, yeah, well, died recently, and then of course another mm-hmm. um, very popular, successful, well-reviewed American novelist, uh, Philip Roth, uh, died. Mm-hmm. What do you think about his obituary? Oh, that's right. Oh, oh gosh. Um, you think you want to do it here? Now, Moira said it will not be a double truck. It won't. I don't believe it's a double truck. So it's that means less than a page. Single page. I do not disagree. I am going to go. I got to find it. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, that's okay, a hint. Have to look. That's a hint. Nope. Mm. I'm Did... going half of a page. Oh, three quarters. Yeah, half a page. What do you want to do, Pinkman? For uh, half a page. I'll go three quarters of a page, two photos, please. I think less than half. For Ooh, I like it better when we didn't guess photos. And two pictures. Read anything yeah. by Philip Roth? No. Portnoy's complaint. Yes, Not I'm... only that, I didn't recognize any of the titles when they showed it on the news. <laughs> uh, Philip Roth's obituary starts on the front page of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. No photograph. No photo. With the title, Born Spellbinder and a Peerless Chronicler of Sex and Death. Mm, yes. Oh, this is exciting. Double. Two full pages. Oh, my. Oh, double truck. No, Man. it didn't go across the middle, did it? <laughs> oh, it double, did. Oh. Two full pages. Double truck. Philip Roth. And I think the six photographs. I think they're running out of things to put in that paper. What? They're just filling. They made that picture. Look how big that picture is. Outrageous. You know, that's because like a, that's how influential he was. It's like a 10 by 10 in inch American picture. literary circles. This is a this yeah. is a, a giant in America contemporary American literature. No one ever heard about him before yesterday. Jeez. Oh no, he certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> he got a double truck. He did get double truck. Oh, uh, we're all wrong. Mm-hmm. Add all ours together and we may come close. Mm-mm. Wow. Another one bites the dust. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. 
that thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. Peeper. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. I got a message not too long ago that uh, Orlando, Orlando Police Chief John Mina was holding a conference to talk about the face recognition software. Thank you, Jim. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Jim! Thank you, Jim. Today's audio file brought to you by pizza. It does a body good. Uh, well, oh, nice. the Vancouver Transit Authority may have some second thoughts about the big announcement they just made because uh, it's a Canadian uh, transit authority. For, and they, you know how, like, here when you get on the tram, you hear Mayor Buddy Dyer uh, welcoming you to Orlando? Yes. Well, in Vancouver, they have a celebrity voice. Oh, I know. Who on this, their buses and trains. At least for another minute. They, yeah, it may only last a minute because uh, mm-hmm. here is a sample of what people in Vancouver will be hearing well, or may never hear. Good news, Vancouver. <laughs> Starting today, you can now tap your visa to go anywhere TransLink takes you. Uh-uh. There you go, Morgan well, Freeman. That's right. <laughs> I bet that's going his nowhere. Jack doing his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not too far off. I know, yeah, it's like, you know, after <laughs> just being, here you go. In the moment. Take your breath. Jack trying to figure out what he would do to make the show better. Good news, Vancouver. Starting today, you can now tap your visa to go anywhere TransLink takes you. Jack trying to figure out what he would do to make the show better. Pretty good. All right. It's yeah. really do stand mm. clear That's one of the best. Doors, uh, uh. Just saying. Anyway, as you know, Morgan Freeman uh, accused of trying to lift production assistant skirt and, uh, and sexual harassment. Oh, yeah, and yeah. several women have uh, now come out to speak against the 80-year-old uh, beloved actor and uh, you know, from Memphis, Tennessee. But... Uh, I don't know what if we're going to be seeing uh, Mr. Freeman anytime soon in any uh, more films. I don't know. He's probably got a bunch in the works. Mm-hmm. That cat has been in a lot of movies. At yeah, least three. <laughs> Just about three. He was actually, Jim, you mentioned. Has he, he, the he Robin was, Hood. That's where he got his break. He was a bad guy Which in Robin a couple. The, the awful one with Kevin Costner. Oh. Played, what did he play? Did he play Little John? Let's find out. Not men in tights. In Brew Baker, no, 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 no. Uh, he was a bad guy or a you know was he? convicted murderer, and then yeah. there was another movie where someone uh, said he was. Yeah, but I mean, before guy. after he became a household, everybody recognized him. And Bru- when did Brew Baker come out? With Robert Redford? Yeah, that was 80s? well before. It was Robin Hood when he it was, finally started getting a notice. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and he played Azim. Azim, yeah. Azim. Azim. I don't know who that is, but okay. It's Azim. Come on. Azim. I don't know Azim. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, I should know. I don't know Azim. He's the guy with the thing. The hood. The, yeah, the hood. Yeah. Had the cloak and the hood and the sword and the whatever. Probably had tights, right? He didn't have tights. He had a big Everybody then had cloak. tights. They had a tunic and they had tights. He didn't have tights. He had a cloak. He had a robe. That's on the top, but on the yeah, bottom. He had a robe, he had a robe with a hood. Mm. Robin Hood wore the tights. Mm. Everybody else was just naked? I mean, what did they wear in the pants area? Pants? Oh, they didn't have those back then. No pants? No. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hello, you're watching Game of Thrones? They have pants. No, those are like a weird prototype for modern pants. So they were tights. 
Just Listen, saying. we can argue semantics all day. <laughs> did they have volcanoes back then? I believe they did. Because, you know, we have them now, and it's been ongoing for a while in Hawaii. And they uh, are dealing with it. And although, you know, this is destruction, this is, uh, you know, uh, changed, you know, people's lives, mm-hmm. some forever. Yeah. But injuries have been relatively low, uh, except for this one guy, Daryl Clinton, who got hit with a lava bomb standing out on his balcony. Here he describes it. It was a direct line drive as if it came out of a a rifle barrel. It landed on his foot and he had to be rushed to the hospital. And and they showed a picture and his whole leg is wrapped up. So, oh yeah, he got burned big time. Yeah, that's that's no cool. Now, uh, it, that's no cool at all. That's no cool, brother. <laughs> that's no cool. Hey, by the way, see if you can track down the Megan McCain meltdown on the View today. I guess the audience uh, turned under as it relates to the NFL protests. We can play that later. Anyway, Uh-oh. if only you give me a heads up or not, I could have. I just came across it. Just found it. Okay, Pinkman's working on it right now. Mm. Uh, Jim. But speaking of Hawaii, you know, it was also getting close. These fissures are popping up in all different places, and they don't know. It's almost like that sinkhole. It's like you don't know where the ground below you will be affected. And then you have the lava flow, and it's also approaching one of their power plants. Lava (laughs) hits the geothermal plant. It means we lose 20% of our power for the island. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, they had to shut shut down parts of the plant, and, you know, as this lava keeps uh, creeping closer. Dano, we need more power. Oh mm-hmm. boy, uh, yeah, Y five O points. Yeah. Not bad though, but you know more power. Got it. But Star Trek, whatever. Oh nice. <laughs> okay, you. you tied that together like that. I did. Mm-hmm. It's a segue. Jim, yeah. if there was a show from your childhood that you could bring back, what would it be? Davy Crockett. Nice. Oh, or maybe Rin Tin Tin. Seriously? Oh. How about Davy and Goliath? Oh, that's a good. Oh one. yeah, that's a good one. I like yeah. that one. I was a little Christian, though, right? I mean, yeah, but I didn't. It was sort of. It was. Put it probably the, was, but I didn't. Wasn't it put up by the Lutherans or the Episcopalians or somebody? Probably, but I didn't get the. I think connection. at the end they had credits from the Lutherans or some. I don't know. About a Methodist or somebody. I like that. How about uh, how about uh, 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 Rocky and Bullwinkle? Loved Rocky and Bullwinkle. This is a story about a dad, a very rich dad, who said, "Hmm, I liked that show when I was a kid. My kids should have that show." Let's bring it back and put it on TV for everyone to see. From The Ellen Show, I give you Mark Wahlberg. I've been trying to figure out cool ways to get my kids to be interested in science, technology, engineering, uh, things like that, mathematics, which is the worst. So I was thinking about what made me interested in school was Captain Kangaroo. So we are, which ran for 30 years, like maybe 50 seasons. We are bringing back a cool STEM scientist as Captain Kangaroo. Wow. Oh, good. Good for you. Interesting. So not like Bill Nye the Science Guy or... Yeah, I think Bill Nye the Science Guy is for, peop- uh, for people a little bit older, right? You're not going to put your six-year-old in front of Bill Nye the Science Guy. Like no. Captain Kangaroo. And, yeah, and matter of fact, Bill Nye has a new series that's on Netflix. How about Ding Dong School? I remember Romperum. I don't remember Ding Dong School. Yeah, yeah. Well, as uh, Mr. Pinkman uh, is working on that audio, we may be able to bring that to you later. We do have to make way because we know we have Pat Clark from Channel 2 upcoming here. And that's your audio file for today. Talk some sports. We'll talk hockey. We'll talk uh, about the NFL's decision as it relates to the players and the national anthem. All with Pat Clark right around the corner on Real Radio 104.1. 
check of the news is Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Seven firefighters in Oklahoma became fathers within months of one another. In other, unrelated news, an Oklahoma fire department is looking for seven volunteer firefighters for the next few months. Next, the largest orgy attempt in Las Vegas has had to change locations after the hotel they booked cancelled on them. They probably wanted people to be able to sleep. Just not with their eyes wide shut. Finally, a truck dumped 40,000 pounds of chicken feathers on a road in Washington state. Boy. I sure hope no one needed to conveniently fall into a truckload of feathers like in a cartoon today. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Get a special introductory conflict of interest rate on all balance transfers. Toll free, 888-978-1041. Real Radio. 104.1. A lot of areas to cover today in sports. Pat Clark handles sports over at Channel 2. He's in charge over there. Mm-hmm. WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. And every Thursday at this time, used to be Fridays, but Thursdays now, we talk with Patrick and we talk sports. Please welcome back to the program, Pat Clark. Hello, Patrick. James, I heard there was free pizza today. Yeah, yeah. it's all gone, though, I'm afraid. It's a little salty, you know? There's nothing, you know. there's nothing worse than pizza with cheap cheese, and I'm afraid this was one of them. Everybody's I had to eat thirsty. three slices just to make Uh-oh. sure. <laughs> so we're not going to see where that pizza came from then, I'm guessing. Nope. No, no, won't do it. it. It was okay, but it was, you know, it wasn't, I've had, I've had much better. Mm. But, but when you have to have, you know, when, I was starving. when you're hankering for pizza, the first place you see is always where you're exactly. going to Exactly. Yeah. I knew there was a, I knew there was a pizza place there. It was on the way back to the station. I said, I'm stopping in there. I know it's not the best pizza, but I got to have something to eat. And I didn't want to go vegetarian. Vegetarian? But I didn't want to go When I was in college, healthy. my favorite pizza place was, it was called Happy Joe's. Uh-huh. And in Davenport, that's where it was founded. So there were a number of Happy Joe's pizza joints. And their special special pizza, this is the one that everyone bought, yeah. is still to this day my favorite kind of pizza. But you can't get it anywhere down here. So what, what, what is it? I'll tell you what it is, what? you'll understand why. Okay. They made, their special was, was made with sauerkraut and Canadian bacon. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, Pat. God almighty. That's going to have an upset oh, stomach all geez, over man, it. Huh? Wow. wow. Okay, I'm just saying don't knock it until you try it. I it never have tried it. Especially oh. appetizing to me either, but something happens, Moira, uh-huh. to that sauerkraut when it gets in the oven. <laughs> I don't know. It's it. It's it's incredible. So, oh, incredible! Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me get to the heart of the matter. Uh, the big. I don't even know if he's making that up. I, big, something no, about. I'm I think not. he's making Jack, up. A look story. it up. Happy Joe's Pizza. The big story, of course, is the National Football League and the new rule as it relates to kneeling. And uh, what's your? Ta- I mean, I I have my take on it. And uh, what's yours? Well, uh, this has been an issue that's been going on for uh, about two years now. Yeah. And I don't know how many people remember, but by toward the end of last year's NFL season, the protests had dwindled to almost nothing. Uh, and I think that the NFL might have done best by just letting this thing go away. Um, but by doing what they did and announcing this, to me, uh They've thrown gasoline on the fire um, because it's, it's my understanding that there was no negotiating on this with the Players Association 
There right. are players and even teams that are not necessarily happy about this. But maybe it was time to, uh, you know, turn down the volume and, and listen to, to people. Um, I know how I handle this, and I know I have an idea how you, all of you, handle the national anthem. It has never been an issue with me. When the national anthem is played, I stand up and I put my hand across my heart. That's just the way it is. But it's a free country. We can't tell people what to do. So the NFL thought that it was doing the right thing by giving players and team representatives the option. Uh, if they're on the field, they're supposed to stand. If you can't stand, then you can stay in the locker room and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they're throwing gas on the fire here. And I don't, I, I don't think, because of this decision, that we've heard the end of this. And I'm just thinking if they hadn't dealt with it at all, it might have just gone away on its own. I think you're right. I think uh, those players who were kneeling uh, made their point. I think people, some people at least, not everybody, said, well, what's that all about? And uh, you maybe investigated the issue that these players were trying to bring forward. Mm -hmm. I think there is throwing gasoline on the fire. Who's to say that players who were kneeling before uh, don't turn their back on the the national anthem or raise their their arm in protest? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a different, you can, there's a, I can think of 25 different ways you could protest. You could put blind, black blindfolds over your eyes. There's things you can do. Um, I just, uh, you know, these, to a certain degree, there's too many people in this country, I think, who say to themselves, if you're a person of color, here's what I want you to do. I want you to entertain me, either in sports, on film, sing. I don't want you to positions of power, and I don't want you make any, making any noise. I do believe that. Not a majority mm-hmm. of people, but a significant minority of people who didn't like a person of color in the White House and and don't like the idea of persons of color protesting, and uh, pro- protesting and demonstrating is the heart is at the it's in our DNA as as Americans. This is this was the process by which we separated ourselves from the crown. We threw we threw tea into Boston Harbor. This is a this is as as patriotic American, I believe protesting be. and demonstrating is as patriotic as standing for the national anthem and putting your hand over your heart I believe and we haven't seen the end of it no the not now. it's worth noting here too James and this is important uh, the NFL commissioner has said that you know if if players uh, come to the sideline mm-hmm. and they do not adhere to the new rule, then it won't be the player who is fine. It will be the team that is fine. Well, I, I think it's just heavy-handed. I, I don't. I, I don't understand why why this is why this is necessary. Um, Several owners have said they'll stand up for the players and pay the fine. I just think, but, you know, what what percentage of players in the NFL are are black? Seventy percent, seventy percent of the players, eighty percent of the players are black. Uh, there is, and what they, what many of these players are saying, we are protesting here because the rest of America will not pay us any attention when when it comes to this particular issue. You won't pay us any attention outside of the stadium. You won't, you won't, you won't agree to address some of the things that we know are wrong as it relates to police brutality and the way that uh, that uh, persons of color are treated many times. So the only thing we can do is to do it in a place where you will finally recognize us. 
I think that's the whole gist, and uh, and then everybody gets so damn upset. Well, what do you what do you want them to do? I mean, I, I I don't know what what are they supposed to do? And you know, Colin Kaepernick was so maligned when he is the one who started this. He got the shaft. Um, he did get the shaft. He's effectively been blackballed. He has. But but, but he he perpetuated a conversation though. He started and then perpetuated. A conversation that's going on to this day, right. and it's gonna it's gonna bleed into another season, and who knows how long we'll be talking about this. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. This is this is far from over. Let me. Did you yep. watch the hockey game last night? You're not you're not big on hockey. I watched the first. I hold it now. Stop. Uh oh. I, I, once once we get to this <laughs> time of year, yeah, I love hockey. Oh really? I mean, once you get to playoff hockey, there is nothing quite like it. Um, uh, I don't know how else to say it now. And I will say this as well. I, I love the lightning. I, I, I want great success for Tampa Bay. Hmm. But I can't say that I was entirely disappointed when they lost last night. Why and not? Here's why. They got because shellacked. I love the story of what's going on with Vegas. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a story that they're going to they're gonna make a movie about this team, especially – they're four wins away from winning a Stanley Cup in their very first year in the National Hockey League. Right. That just doesn't happen. So I guess my point is, if Tampa Bay had won, and that would have been fine, but then you've got the Lightning, who I really like, yeah. playing against Vegas, which is a great story. Correct. So now with Washington, it makes it so much easier for you for me to root, as I know most of the rest of the country. If, if you happen not to be a fan of the Washington Capitals, then you're going to be rooting for Vegas because it's such a great story. And people are people in Las Vegas are gaga over this over this team. Mm. Who would who would who would who would have thunk? Certainly not me. Hi, we're going to put a hockey team in one of the hottest places <laughs> on, on the, the planet. That's <laughs> true. And uh, uh-huh. I mean, they fill the place to capacity. The whole city is is going berserk over this team, mm-hmm. and f- for the most part, from the get go. Yeah. Whatever. Well. Remember, most of those people probably have money on the games too, Jake. Well, maybe. Oh boy, I watched the game last night. I, I, I really enjoyed watching it. It was physical. There was a great fight. Not that I'm crazy about you know fights in hockey. I think there's something to be said about is this really necessary anymore? But it was a great fight. God, that one guy got his clock cleaned. Ah, And but just the pounding against the boards and the speed and the athleticism. These are tough hombres. These guys who play professional hockey. You can, you can, you can. We can talk all we want. Yeah, we can talk all we want about football and soccer. How physical it is. It's nothing compared to what these guys are putting on the line. Yeah, and there's nothing quite like watching hockey of that caliber. Yeah. Uh, down right by the right by the ice. I enjoyed I mean, it. It's so much, so much faster. But think about this, James. Before the season began, uh, you could have placed, and people did, uh, a one hundred dollar bet mm-hmm. on Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. Now, again, this is to win Uh-oh. the Stanley Cup, yeah. which seems so crazy that Unlikely. you know. That, yeah. Well, why not just throw a couple of bucks there? I mean, you know, if you've got the money, here, here's a hundred. Let's see what happens. Well, now uh, this five hundred to one long shot. Can you imagine that Vegas is four victories away from someone who had placed a one hundred dollar bet from winning fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, it was kind of like you know betting on Trump to win the election, and then having a steak dinner to prove. 
Yeah, more than a steak mm-hmm. dinner as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was nice, but I could have used a piece of pizza today. I mean, if we're getting oh, back to here we go. Well, anytime you want to drop over, just let us know, and I'll go out and get us something. <laughs> pizza is good. You know what I'm saying? Now, let yeah, me move the on to finals are going to be so much fun to yeah. watch, James, because now we've—you don't even have to be a sports fan to get latched onto this incredible. These guys were dismissed by their teams. Right. The, 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 the teams left them open for this expansion draft. They even call themselves the Vegas Misfits now. And look what they're doing. It's a great story. How about great our, story. Any, any movement on the part of the Magic for getting a new coach? Where are we with this? Anything? There's a website today that is reporting and quoting uh, a league source that the Magic are now showing interest in Michigan State uh, head coach Tom Izzo. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, there, but there's look, there's we just don't know if there's been any interview. I I really believe that the Magic, um, whether it's Izzo or someone someone else, will name a head coach next week. I, I think it's going to happen. They need to get someone in place and they need to get going. Mm-hmm. I have an idea that they're 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 real close to naming that head coach. So we'll wait and see. Um, it's going to be a tough job, no matter who takes it. And with regard to Izzo, by the way, remember that this guy twice before has been courted by NBA teams but wound up staying at Michigan State where he's effectively a, a legend there. He's been the head coach at State since 1996. Yeah. The Hawks kind of went after him. There were overtures in 2000 and then just a few years ago, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Well, you know better than I do. I mean, do collegiate basketball coaches uh, – I, I, don't get, I don't get the idea. They, yeah. I don't get the idea that many collegiate basketball coaches made that transition to the pros and were that successful. I might be way off on that. I don't know. Do you? Well, there's a head coach uh, right now of the Boston Celtics who's who's disproving that theory. But there is there is evidence that it hasn't worked. John Calipari tried it. Um, uh, Rick Pitino yeah. coached in the NBA. Those guys clearly more suited for. For college basketball, yeah, but, yeah Brad different Stevens world. made it work with the with the Celtics. Uh, I just uh, you know, Tom is sixty five years old. I don't know if he'd want to make that move to the NBA at, at this point. But it's clear with a young team that a voice like that, a man who's been in basketball for a long time, uh, could very well help this this franchise. They need someone who can do that. That's for sure. When's the Indianapolis 500? This weekend or next week? When is that? This weekend. And oh, you is? know what? There is. I'm, uh, thank you for bringing this up because <laughs> tonight at 6 o'clock on West 2, I bet you guys did not know that one of the drivers in the Indianapolis 500 was a 2011 graduate of Windermere Prep. Really? Oh, no kidding. A local kid. Mm-hmm. Spencer Piggott is his name. Uh, not only is he in the starting grid, he will be starting in row two on Sunday afternoon. Had a great qualifying run. He's part of the Ed Carpenter team that also includes Danica Patrick, who is racing for the final time in the Indy 500 this Sunday. So if you're a casual racing fan from here in Central Florida and you want another good reason to watch on Sunday, then Spencer Piggott is that guy, local kid. You see Dale Jr. is going to be doing commentary now for NASCAR. Is that right? At least I see the Mm -hmm. commercials. Yeah, good for him. What else are you going to uh, do? Good, good for him. It's it's not necessarily great for the sport that he has retired. Uh, because, as you know and probably have read, uh, NASCAR has been struggling. With it has. Not only, not only viewers, 
uh, on TV, but fans at the racetrack. They're losing their, their big name stars. Um, and the France family, of course, is now there's talk about them wanting to sell NASCAR. So really? there, there could be a real state of flux going on here. And why did the wait why, and see why did the bloom fall off that rose? I mean, I was talking to my wife earlier today, maybe last night. It doesn't make any difference. Who you know has a fairly uh, steady background in, in marketing, and we were commenting, you know, whether it's an advertising campaign, whether it's a TV show. The average, you know, when you're successful, some go longer, but it's about five years. And for about five years, NASCAR was king of the hill. Remember, everybody was watching that, going to the races, buying the stuff. And uh, people, it's like it's like cigar smoking, you know, goes yeah. up, 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 very, very, man, everybody's doing it, and then it plateaus, and then yeah. maybe some, to a certain degree, might even drop off or just remain steady. It doesn't go up anymore in popularity. Why is that, do you think? Well, it's funny that you say that because uh, just the other night, both Glenn Deemer and Buddy Pittman were over at the house, yeah, and we started talking about NASCAR. Part of the part of the reason they say, and most would agree, is that the season's too long. The races are are just too long. And Denny Hamlin, uh, in an interview, he was here about a year and a half ago promoting the Coke Zero race, uh, and I asked him, and he I, he had already said this in an interview. He was just uh, bluntly honest. When he said people have too many different ways to watch our race now, they don't have to come to the track. Yeah. They can sit in yeah. front of a TV. They don't even have to be in front of a TV anymore. If they have their phone, they now have a way to watch the race, just as they have a way to watch baseball games and basketball and football games. It's a different world out there now. So I, the idea is that maybe it's time for the Francis to step away and get a new face in this and get some new ideas on how to reinvigorate this sport. Now, if that happens soon, no one no one seems to know. But there's a belief that at some point in the not too distant future, it will happen. That's it. That would be a huge story. Yeah. Are there is there any rumor or reports of anybody who might be interested in taking over? Was it a major corporation? I mean, is it you know? With a... No, they've just got the feelers out there. Is what I is really? what I understand. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, what is yeah, what, 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 what is France coming and, and building that speedway, you know, in that first race, the first Daytona 500, which, by the way, was not called the Daytona 500 in 1959 when it was at that incredible speedway, that wonderful facility. Um, What's that worth? Does anybody have an idea? If they were to sell, what do you think oh it's worth? Goodness. Billions? Oh, no billions of dollars? Oh, yeah. Good God almighty. Yeah, that's a tough test because, uh, you know, I don't know if the, the entire bloom's off the rose, but some, some petals have dropped off. There's no question about that. Well, and part of it is, you know, to the point of Dale Earnhardt Jr., when you get drivers like that and Jeff Gordon yeah. has since retired, you know, these and Jimmy Johnson may not be far from retirement. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I think that I think maybe, you know, it's, it lost an element of that rubbing is racing. You know the element of the outlaw driver. I mean, when 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 Dale Earnhardt died, and you know other kind of had a renaissance. There's no question about that. But you know when Dale was driving, it was it's like what they say about soccer players now. Soccer players, whether on the international or the local level, are not as uh, quite as physical in a way as they used to be. 
Yeah. You know, they're just more, they were used to be more rough and tumble. You know, like uh, wide receivers in football, you know, they catch the ball and then they're out for 15 plays <laughs> until they right. go back in. You know, and right. they're deathly afraid of getting a, you know, a bruise or maybe I'm way off on that. I don't know. And you know, and you know, you remember the, the saying that they used to use in NASCAR back in the olden days that if you, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. You know, and uh, now it's so regulated and the rules are so, you know, there's all of these inspections. So, yeah, th- there's certainly been a metamorphosis to it. That's for sure, James. Yeah, maybe it ought to be, well, all right, whatever you crews can put together and put on the track, you know, and then we'll just uh, wave the flag and off you go. We don't know what's under the hood. We don't know if you have secret gas tanks. We don't know what's going on, but, you know, here's the flag. Go get him, brother, and see who comes exactly. in. All right, what's, uh, we hope you have a great weekend. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Patrick. Thank you, James. You Take got care. it. All right, we'll have pizza okay. next time, I promose. You got it. <laughs> okay, pal. Right, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Pat Thank Clark handles sports over Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. We'll cover some other things in the news. Then we come back. Then the regular round of closes to the pin on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio things happening news-wise. You know, that meeting today, because the Republicans were getting their panties in a twist after the president said, or alleged, uh, there's a spy, there was a spy planted up. by the yeah. Justice Department in my campaign. He demanded they look into this. You know, the dictator. And uh, so I guess they, so like, they met today. Yeah. And there's nothing coming out of this. No. No, it's not the fact that one of the White House lawyers also attended. Emmett Flood was in there for no reason. What, and when John Kelly, when they asked him, what was Emmett Flood doing in there? No answers. And what's that, what, what is that all about? Nope. Here's the President of the United States demanding that the Justice Demand. Department investigate the investigators that are investigating him, him. and his campaign yeah. to see if there's any collusion. Mm-mm. I'm telling you right now, it's this shiny object. He's not as dumb as we might think he is. Because he keeps, you know, as Growing long as up, he's throwing yeah. the tweets and mm-hmm. swinging that cat to sing it, see if it sticks against the wall, the media, unfortunately, goes after it. And meanwhile, you've got all this nonsense at the EPA. you got all this nonsense at the Interior Department. you got all this. I, I don't even know what Ben Carson is up to at HUD. Oh, and all these things that are going on that, that should have attention paid. 
and uh, we're not doing it. We're not doing it very well because it's just everything. It's everything, everything. Of course he colluded. Of course they, I mean, just, just the meeting with the Russians. That's collusion you were trying to get even though you didn't because they didn't have anything, but you went to the meeting thinking that you were going to get something out of it. That's collusion in my book, isn't it? You know, if you're Donald Trump Jr. and somebody says, hey, the Russians want to meet with you, so, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, let's have that meeting because I want to see what they might have. It's it's a form of collusion. The only problem that happened in that meeting is they didn't have anything you thought you could use. <laughs> He's going to jail. I don't know. I don't know. I see. Do you, are, will you concede one of your bets with Mr. Pinkman? I believe, Mo, you can... Yeah. Probably verify this. There is a bet about Jared Kushner. That's coming up. Not yet. Now, yes. what, what what's the bet they have for that? Oh, there's a bunch of bets on Jared. Uh-oh. Uh, first, you have General Kelly will be out by Labor Day. That may still happen. Mm-hmm. They still got time on yeah, that one. True, true. You said Scott Pruitt will be out by the 15th of June. <laughs> he should, but all of this other nonsense going on is yeah. kind of giving him a little shelter. All the stuff with Scott Pruitt at EPA, and it gets very little attention or scant attention by the media because they're so damn focused on, I mean, focus should be paid because it's serious business. Mm-hmm. When democratic institutions are being assaulted by this, uh, by this, uh, as I think, nut job. Oh. In the, well, I do. I think he's... That's my opinion. Oh, there's another bet, yo, Pinkman. Sorry. What, that he's a nut job? No, that Rudy yeah. will be out by the May 21st. Oh, and it's the 24th. <laughs> so you know him another dollar. Damn it. Now you wow, have to three. you were predicting a really, uh-huh. like a Scaramucci-like term with Rudy. Yeah, huh? that's right. He uh, did get off to a rocky start. Giuliani said yesterday that he hasn't talked to the president in weeks. <laughs> yeah, but he still has a job. I mean, how does that work? No. <laughs> Go figure. Now the president says, uh, essentially, you know, if you're not standing for the national anthem, uh, maybe you should uh, leave the country. Maybe you shouldn't be uh, be in this country. Right. Good a comment is that? How would how would these uh, these lickspittle, you know, sycophant brown nosers who follow this president? What would they say if if Barack Obama had said something like oh, that? Oh, they would flip. Of course they would. They would have called for his impeachment, run him out of town on a rail. You do have a bet that Melania will be back in New York City by Thanksgiving. I'll stick with that one. All right, fine. Oh, yeah. She's going back. What's your Jared Kushner bet? Because after, what, six hours of testimony, they, he's got his full permanent security clearance. So it looks like, I don't know, you think he's still in the hot seat? In the, well, they say in usually the if you're the target, a major target of, target of an investigation, they would not allow you to have oh, here we that go. kind of permission. So I don't know. And... Also, oh, they, I think Jared Kushner's going to fall he, sooner what, or later. Whether it's from Mueller or the or the New York uh, attorneys, uh, prosecuting got, attorneys in New York will nail him on some kind of real estate shenanigan. Two bets coming to fruition within the next couple of weeks in June. One of them what? is on the 16th of June. You said, which would, was a two year ago bet that he'll be charged with a crime related to money or finances. Oh, by the way, June 16th. Kushner, yeah, by June you, 16th. Uh huh. Oh, sorry, boss. Oh no! Wait, that's next year by June sixteenth. By June twentieth of eighteen, thank you. You said Jared will have felony charges or money laundering. Yeah. That one's still on there. Mm-hmm. Jim said yes. Jack said no. That's a Jack. What? Yep, yeah, that's a Jack. Oh wait, so what do I need? <laughs> do you want him not to be charged with felony Leave charges? Leave Jared or alone. Mo- <laughs> Leave Jared alone. Do we vet? Uh, vet. 
um, bet on the Irish referendum, abortion referendum. Uh, you yes, and Pinkman have that a referendum is held by Damara. Say they reject it. You said it won't pass. Pinky said pass. Dollar, one dollar, one dollar hair. Mm-hmm. Poll show. That's a that's a that's a tight one. Mm. You I have others coming for Labor Day. Oh, well. uh, uh, yeah, you have a bunch um, that. I'll bet you that Colonial Lanes uh, Bowling Center closes today. Oh, cut it out. So that that's tough to pass up, but I'm going to say no. All right, okay. Damn it. <laughs> I'll bet you a oh, dollar. Oh, here we go. Did I bet you already? I don't know. Because there was talk uh, that when Colonial Lanes is demolished, besides a storage unit, they'll put in a smaller bowling center. And I'll bet you a dollar that does not happen. Mm-hmm. I also think that will not happen. Damn it. You said General Kelly will be out by Labor Day. Danica Patrick comes in the top nine this weekend in the Indy 500. Go, Danica. Oh, no. Yeah. You said Scott Pruitt will be out by the 15th of June. Uh, Maybe. Let's see. I don't know. know. The days of reckoning are upon Are here. Us. They're right here. Yeah. Find some winners. Joe Arpaio have, will win the primary. The, we have the uh, Belmont Stakes. Well, you do have Justified to win the Triple Crown. Yeah, okay. No. I don't know. I might lose that one. I don't know. I didn't even think he'd win Preakness. Mm-hmm. So if you both regret that bet, why don't you just bet it again the opposite way? Uh, <laughs> we're not doing that. We're men of our words. <laughs> Many words. Tremendous. Roger Stone, you said, would be indicted by Labor Day also. Mario Batali, we have that, that bet? Mm-hmm. You do. Or no. Oh, yeah. Wait. We Mario Patali will, just by Labor Day, also charged, arrested. I say he'll be charged by Labor Day. Yeah, we, we used made to, that earlier. I mean, this is 15 years ago. We used to track these all on the, the website. Yeah, you could have a spreadsheet. Now I know. got them on papers. Yeah. I had lots of papers. Yeah, we worry about that. Mm-hmm. You seem confused a lot. Of Trump's love child will be revealed before the midterms. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got that back? Jim and Pinkman. <laughs> I forgot about that one. What? Good one. What was that? Trump's love child will be revealed before the midterms. <laughs> Wait, who's coming up? I think Jim J- said yes. Pinkman yeah, said no. I think you. May, I think Pinkman's getting paid on that one. <laughs> Attorney General. Totally I don't forgot. know. Yeah. Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigns, and Scott Pruitt will be nominated for Attorney General. That's not going to happen now. Well, Jim, one you listener. said yes. I know. That, no. Yeah, but There's that was all before all this stuff about Pruitt came to light. As you talk politics, Jim, <laughs> one listener points out, Jim is more Democratic as a so-called independent than when he was a Democrat. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. All right, let me take a break. We're going to round the closest yeah. to the pin coming our way in just a few minutes. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is... Closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. Okie dokie. Time for that regular round of Closest to the Pin. Don't forget, so you'll want to win us starting at about 6. No Eddie the Shaman today, so Mo and Mr. Pinkman will be your lifelines. Oh, I love that. What's the prize for Closest to the Pin? Yeah, Pinky. Yeah, Jackie. It is a pair of passes to the advanced screening of Action Point starring Johnny Knoxville on Thursday at Regal Waterford Lakes. 
That's everyone's favorite daredevil, Johnny Knoxville. He is back to his hilariously painful antics. Blah, blah, blah. It's basically like Jackass with a script. It looks really funny. I'm eager and, to see it. And what I like about it is it makes... Action Point is about Action Park. Action Park was in Vernon, New Jersey, and was a place I've been to that we used to call Death Park because people would always get injured there, including myself. I still have a scar on my arm from the Alpine Slide. You're going to be okay, little baby? I think I will be Aww. okay. I think I will be okay. It was about 40 years ago. But... uh yeah, that place was crazy. Anyway, so we have a player, and his yeah. name is David. Let's get him on board. Hello, David. Yes, sir. Ready to play the game? Yes, I am. Okay, now, today's category comes from Brad. Brad is co-producer for All Gaming. Um, as most people know, for more than a decade, Brad and also Mark Quinn would both contribute uh, 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 content for our games. And, uh, and as Jim uh, mentioned yesterday... Uh, uh, Mark Quinn uh, passed away this past weekend, and uh, we miss him, his untimely passing, uh, way too soon. But Brad wrote a little tribute to Mark called Mark of Excellence, a tribute to one of the valued members of the File family, Mark Quinn. We're talking about Marks here. There's nothing trivial about it, okay? So Mark is the common thread. You'll get five questions, and you have to answer as quickly as possible. Are you ready to go, David? Yes. Here we go. We reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. It was Ford's crowning achievement, the Lincoln Continental Mark V, introduced in 1977. When was its last production year? 2004. We just had this hulking PPT person category. How old is Mark Ruffalo? 41. A remake of the 1920 movie The Mark of Zorro is a black-and-white swashbuckling action-adventure film starring Tyrone Power that was released in this year. 49. In 1998, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa went back and forth chasing Roger Maris's home run record. How many dingers did Mark hit that year? 70. That's going to leave a mark is a memorable line from Chris Farley in Tommy Boy. And what year was that movie released? 97. Time. Mm -hmm. All right. Nice. Put you on hold. Bring Jim back in. Going to record David's time. Mm -hmm. 101. I always stop and watch Tommy Boy. Uh, That's one of those that always catches you. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. I think I've seen the whole thing. I know I've seen parts of it. Well, I don't want to ruin it for you, so I won't tell you the plot. But at one point, he puts on a tiny coat. <laughs> so yakking about I don't know exactly. See, I, I've seen a lot of the scenes, and it makes me feel like I've seen the whole movie. We're right. talking about movies, Jim. We have a category for you. It's submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. No problem. It's called Mark of Excellence. And it was Brad's tribute to uh, uh, to Mark Quinn who, that you mentioned yesterday. Oh, uh, Mark Quinn. Passing away. So we're talking about Marks here. There's uh, nothing trivial about it. So Mark is the common thread in these questions. Are you ready to play, yeah, Jim? Yeah, sure. Why not? Reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. It was Ford's crowning achievement, the Lincoln Continental Mark V. Yeah. Introduced in 1977, when was its last production year? Uh, 1993. We just had this hulking PPT person category. How old is Mark Ruffalo? 50. 
A remake of the 1920 movie The Mark of Zorro mm. is a black and white swashbuckling action adventure film starring Tyrone Power yeah. that was released in this year. 1943. In 1998, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa went back and forth chasing Roger Maris's home run record. Right. How many dingers did Mark hit that 70. year? That's going to leave a mark is a memorable line from Chris Farley in Tommy Boy. And what year was the movie released? It's 1995. Oh, my God. Uh, what? You were close on so many of these with him. Yeah. yeah. And you have your time, but, Jim, I'm adding five seconds to your time. Oh God, unless right? you wanted to add to that. No, not <laughs> after what Mo just said. <laughs> How rude. Way to go, Mo. Uh, all right. So no we have your just way. the time. You're playing against David. Thanks to Brad for the category. Uh, the Lincoln Continental Mark V. Yes. Jock Ewing had one on the television series Dallas. Hey. Introduced in 1977. Uh-oh. Is that the two-door? When did they stop making it? David said. 2004. Jim. 93. Started in 77. Stopped making it in 79. That's it? Two-year run. Oh Jim, Jim is closer. Jim gets that point. One nothing. Uh, so... PPT category recently, Mark Ruffalo. He's in this game. How old? He's only 5'8", hmm. right? Well, that's before he turns into the Hulk. Hmm. But uh, as David Banner, he's 5'8". How old is Mark Ruffalo? David said. 31. And, 31. Ooh, 31. Jim said. 50. On the money. 50. Double oh. points for Jim. Oh, you knew that, huh? It's yeah. on the paper the other day. Oh, see. The Mark of Zorro. <laughs> Thank you, Mo. <laughs> A remake of the 1920 movie. But the one with Tyrone Power came out in what year? David said. I thought you guys were close on this one. He said 49. You said 43. The answer, 40. Jim is closer. Oh, it's for nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to uh, go with two on, two on the money. Uh-huh. And Maybe he can do it here with Mark McGuire. Hey. In 1998, home run record. How many home runs? Mo, what'd they say? They both said 70. Oh, now you can't win. No. On the money. That was right. Double point, wow. 70 home runs. <laughs> Even though he did it on steroids, right. he still gets, well, he held the record until uh, fathead steroid abuser, the other guy, who broke it. You, you know, the know, guy with San guy. Francisco. So, Barry so. Bonds. Barry oh, Bonds. Bobby Bonds. Barry Bonds. Paula Bonds. Uh, Gary uh, U.S. Bonds. Points. Gold Bond. Mm. War Bond. Nice. Ah, that... James Bond. Ward Bond. Savings Bond. Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh, man. Said James Bond, mm -hmm. Bail Bond, nice, nice, very good. Uh huh. Um, it feels so good when you get one out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're on the you're in the hot seat. And, whew, I'm done. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm out. So let's move on. Yes, please. Uh, Jim, you're leading six to two. Six. To two. <laughs> that little break brought to us by Bonds. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to leave a mark. Comes from Tommy Boyd. The movie came out in what year? David said, Close come on, David, here. get a point. 97. Or another I point. I got this. Jim. 95. On the money, 95. How'd you know that? Because that's one of my favorite movies. I don't believe you. I it's believe eight it. It's 8-2. to two. Jim wins the game. Sorry. Thank you. That's Sorry, the David. way it goes, David. You got shellac just like yeah. the lightning last night. That I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will wobble. I can't lose. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? That one left a mark. Remember, close only counts in uh. horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin. Well, pin I'm into the Stanley pin. Cup now. I'm ready for this. Mm. Wait a minute. I don't like guys pounded into one another into the into the into the glass. What? Wait a minute. What? What? So when the Hulk's not the Hulk, it's Bruce Banner. Oh, Juice. Oh, 
So I said David Banner. It's no, oh. So it's originally Bruce Banner, but in the TV version, they changed it to David Banner because they said Bruce sounded too gay. Points. No, because Point. it was also... True. Wasn't it Batman? It was Bruce something? Bruce Wayne. See, so I think all the, every no, single guy Wayne can't Cochran. be Bruce something. And no, I, that's not That's true. totally right. And I grew up watching Hulk on TV, and that was David Banner. So take that. That was Bill Bixby. Right. The late Bill Bixby. Yeah. And Luke Ferrigno. And wasn't he on The Courtship of Eddie's Father? Yeah, that was a good show for yeah. its time. Yep. This Love is Livingston and the kid. What was it about, that was the doll. Hmm? What was that show about? You loved it so oh, much. Don't even get me started. It's just going to bring back so many good memories. Uh huh. I already can't stop smiling thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. I mean, it's it just, true. Especially the dog. There just... was no dog. Trick question. Oh, oh, we knew that. Oh, you're saying there was no dog at all in uh, the courtship there, of Eddie's There father. was in season three, episode six. <laughs> Only one episode, huh? Right. They found it as a stray, yeah. and that was it. <laughs> and then they turned it into the Humane Society. Mrs. Livingston put him in a stew. Yeah, but what about uh, Eddie's mother? Uh, she passed away tragically in a fire. <gasps> oh, I don't know about the fire. You should have uh, stopped yeah, before you got to the fire. You were right. You should have stopped before you got to the fire. Fire. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio nice. 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A child sent a letter to some Texas police officers to thank them for pulling their mom over because they had their phone taken away. Maybe their snotty attitude is why they had their phone taken away. You ever think of that, you little jerk? Next, some skeletal remains that were reported to cops in Colorado turned out to be just a plastic Halloween skeleton. Wow. Whoever found it must be a huge bonehead. <laughs> Finally, Maine police have arrested three men trying to steal a 25-foot shed by dragging it with a pickup truck. Are we, we are gonna use a Tosto Lobster era sign here? <laughs> Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 
Just remember, motor oil is motor oil. Just keep the engine clean. It's the, never heard that line? Sturgill Simpson, right? Mm. Oh, even Jack's grunting. No, I was thinking, I, I just. Motor oil is mortar oil. Just keep the engine clean. I'm changing it about every 7,500 miles now. That that three to five, that's nonsense. That's a gimmick to I make thought, it, to now sell that more oil. you do 10. You can do 10 on synthetic, but I use the cheap. The I use the conventional that they stuff. use for engines and yeah. pistons, and you, you mm. don't need to change your oil every three. Or, or five. Oil. Not even your oil, oil every 3,000 miles. Nah. That's a booba vice. My car, I lose about a quarter month. So oh. I figure I never have to change it because I'm Let's always keep changing adding, keep it. Adding, keep adding. Because I'm always putting in new. <laughs> That's a good plan. Good point. Thank you. It's the Jim Colbert Show tomorrow between 3 and 7. Jim's on the line right now. A couple of things I heard from the promo that I want to talk to him about. How are you today? And thanks for the donuts the other day. They were fantastic. How crazy is that place, right? It's like a cronut, I think, the one I had. Is that what it was? Uh, it was like a... Maybe a croissant and a donut. Like croissant, yeah. That's, that's a cronut. That's good. absolutely right. It's very tasty. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, that, that place is on point. They uh, they happened to bring in that day the finest chocolate dessert I've probably had in 10 years. Well, it's good stuff. Let, yeah. me go to, let me go to the heart of the matter, because everybody's talking about this in some form or fashion. Uh, and this is the uh, ruling in by the NFL. Came out, what, yesterday? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially saying, look, uh, players, you got to stand for the national anthem. If you don't want to, stay in the locker room, and everybody is uh, flipping out. I have my own feelings about this. What's your take? So I said a little bit about that on the uh, Monsters this morning when that was released yesterday. We didn't talk about it a whole lot, which is glorious because uh, hopefully we'll get some time tomorrow. But, yeah, man, here's how I look at it. It's a, you know, it's a business, Jim, and unfortunately in the world of business, we know that we've had to bend a couple times. It works like that. Uh, this is a rule the owners have set forward. <laughs> Again, I don't really see them negotiating like this in any other business platform because of the billions of dollars at hand here. It gets more attention uh, than any other industry doing this outside of, you know, one of the uh, one it's in this forefront. And uh, it's just kind of one of those things where I think the business owners can make a decision for what they think is best for their business. And uh, your protest uh, can be done elsewhere. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, uh, I see people protecting their investments. That's what I see. My take is that uh, unlike other businesses, well, some businesses, the, these players have a right to negotiate. There is a collective bargaining agreement between the uh, the people who work to make a profit for the owners, and this was never presented to the to the workers, to the players, for their consideration. And I think in this particular case, uh, there can be an argument made that this can be negotiated, and should have been negotiated, and somehow settled, because. Even if the players say, look, if you kneel for the national anthem, you know, the team will be assessed a fine. Well, what's to prevent a player from raising his fists in protest, wearing a blindfold in protest, turning around? And I mean, there's 25 to 50 to 100 different ways you can protest. I believe uh, that players, 70 percent of the NFL are, are, are players of color. And they say to themselves, many of them say to themselves, uh, too much of society's not paying any attention to what we're trying to the point that we're trying to make uh, to make. So the only way we can draw attention to what's happening in society is to protest in this manner. I believe protestations and demonstrations are in the DNA of Americans. And this started. This is how we removed ourselves from the monarchy. This is how we removed ourselves from the crown. This is how American. it all started. This mm-hmm. is throwing the tea into in, into the river. 
Um, I understand as, as well that, look, in some instances, the owners say, look, it's my business. I own the business. I get to make the rules. Uh, I think in this particular case, however, it's different because the owners have agreed to collective bargaining, and therefore this should be negotiated, and they didn't do it at all. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, and I I completely understand the argument of uh, protest. I completely get that. Built on rebellion, for sure, but, you know, you have to ask yourself at whose cost. I mean, is 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 it right for you to pursue your platform on a platform that's provided to you by the people who created the team and took the business risk to amass the wealth it costs to buy a franchise and then cut deals with television so that you can get your word about it, your protest, while so hurting the bottom line of my company. I just How know, is it hurting I, the bottom line of anyone? Yeah, but the, yeah, but but I think their argument would be, but I'm the capital, and if it weren't for me working, you would make no profit whatsoever. There wouldn't be any money to be made. Because there wouldn't be anything worthy to put on the field. Um, if I'm not out there as your wide receiver or as your quarterback, and you're relying on somebody who essentially was a quarterback for a junior college campus, a junior college, community college, nobody would want to see you play. Um, I, think it's, I think it's negotiable, and I, I do believe that when persons feel that they're at the end of their rope, I, I think just think there are too many Americans who say to people of color or think about people of color, entertain us, play sports, act on, uh, you know, sing a song, act on film. But, uh, you know, stop uh, stop pointing us, trying to point out things that uh, we have little interest in, because I think too many Americans have no interest in the trials and tribulations of people in color in this country. I still believe that. Well, I think there is an indifference there for sure. I, I, I don't. I'm not 100% how wide the gap is. I, you know, uh, when it when it comes to again going back to the yeah. issue of the idea of protest, I just simply think that you know I don't mind you protesting. I just simply don't believe it should it should be at the cost of anybody else's uh, integrity. I think the New York Jets did stand up. I I think I heard today that the Jets have already proclamated that they would pay any fines right. uh, uh, put forward by the NFL on any player that would like to. Uh, protests. I think you're probably going to see a wave of that in another negotiation. And I agree, Jim. I mean, I think there's a negotiation in there somewhere. I don't think it's going to be an easy one. You know? I don't either. I mean, if this, is, if this is a socio-political stance for you, how do you negotiate that in good faith and still keep your integrity while trying to push your message? I don't know. It's not going to go anyway, away anytime soon, even though, like Pat Clark said, I think it was dwindling. And now I think it's the NFL throwing you know, you know, the gasoline on, on the fire and just now, now it's a big conflagration again. Let me move on to YouTube because uh, I heard in the protubs, uh, pro- protest in promo. the promo mm-hmm. you were talking about YouTube. I call it YouTube University. I yeah. use YouTube all the time now to figure out, okay, do I connect this? Do I connect that? How does this work? How does that work? I mean, it is a great vehicle for gaining knowledge and information about things you don't know anything about. Yeah, in my protest, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in my promo, <laughs> in my promo, I believe I said I think it's the greatest learning tool of my age. I, I I've never seen anything that kind of brings the idea of the Chilton's book for you guys out there with the gearhead. Right, yeah. right, right. I know what you're talking bring about. Bring that to life with real people who take the time and for some reason love to teach you how to do stuff. And I do. You talk about it in your DNA. I think there's an odd thing in our DNA where we feel like. You know, when we learn a cool trick, we want to share it with as many people as possible just because of the attention, whatever the case may be, in YouTube. You know, we tried to get this woman on, gosh, um, 
Terra, something like that. She built a four-bedroom home for her kids by herself just simply using YouTube on how to do anything from, you know, build a frame out of a wall to run some simple electricity and even do concrete work and stuff. And she built a house basically by her own and using YouTube. I think the last 20 car repairs I've done, maybe even more than that, have had their time cut in half by what I learned on YouTube, maybe even more so. You're absolutely correct. I mean, you can start from no knowledge whatsoever. I mean, the perfect case in car is cars, is, you know, is engines. And if you had no idea whatsoever how an internal combustion engine works, you could go to YouTube and just start off with the basics and, you know, with a little bit of time and effort, essentially know how these things work and how they at least have a, 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 a knowledge basic knowledge of how these things work and how the wheels turn and and how the pistons work and everything like that i i find it amazing i love it i'll tell you something else and this is no joke you know so although with my culinary skill i learned a lot of that as i kind of move forward but i will tell you right now i got a la cordon blue level education on youtube and online specifically youtube watching certain techniques and how they transform scientifically the food you want to create and the flavor you want to create and it saved me tens of thousands of dollars in education formal education i should say then i could still provide the products at that level or pretty close to it and it simply was it it, i mean exponentially moved me forward in my ability to produce good food well speaking of mechanics have you picked up the car you were thinking about buying uh so I have the car, and we. So my <laughs> this doesn't sound is, good. See, I can check. I, I can hear. <laughs> so it sounds I like me. Car. I yeah. mean, this is like. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I. Well, yeah, there's something I, about that. I got the tractor, but is there a butt in there? Well, there's a butt in there because there's a lot going on, and my son is driving my car right now. It just so happens my son's truck uh, exploded right before he was about to go into the Navy. Then he had some complications there. He just resubmitted and we're expecting to get an answer here soon all the things are taken care of so when he goes into the navy my car goes into the shop oddly enough as uh, we were talking i was texting a guy up in hawthorne florida jim yeah want to take a shot at where hawthorne florida is yeah, it's near gainesville yeah there you go just to ride my motorcycle out that way absolutely yeah, home of Bo diddley anyway yeah. uh there's a guy up there it's got a set of uh, aluminum heads i'm looking at buying and so that's what I'm doing. I'm amassing the parts so that when I get the car back, you can go right in the shop and get done when I got to get done. One of the best things you can do in any kind of car uh, repair, I've learned it in car repair and tractor repair, is always find somebody who knows a hell of a lot more than you do. You know, that really knows what the hell, a real gearhead who, I mean, it, it, talk about it's in their DNA. They just dig right out and they know exactly what needs to be done and how to do it. You know, they say, well, you know, the best they can do is say, hand me that screwdriver. And that's uh, and that's and that's where you are. I got lucky when I first moved to Orlando. I went to Valencia and they met a group of guys that ran out of Pine Hills. And they were basically these outlaw nitrous injected street yeah. racing guys that I used to hang out with all the time. And I've maintained a couple of relationships. So these guys have had a lot of history in building small block motors like we're looking to build and creating the horsepower we're looking to do to have a lot of fun and do a bunch of burnouts and act like a fool. How much horsepower are you thinking about putting together? 435. Get out of here. Yeah, we're going to supercharge a small block Ford 5.0 motor, and we're going to put it in my car and just melt tire after tire. You know what that is, Mo, 5.0 motor. Uh, No, you talking to me? Yeah. No, uh uh-uh. These words don't make any sense in that order. We're going to send you to YouTube University then, though. (laughs) All right, Jimmy, we'll be listening tomorrow. You got it, buddy. All right, buddy.
Uh, Jim Colbert show between three and seven Fridays on Real Radio. The Phillips file will not be here on Monday. We got that day off. What? The Memorial oh, day weekend. best of though. So we'll be back on Tuesday. Yay! Uh, we're going to line up for so you want to win it. We'll do that. We'll probably play some music, talk about some things going on in the news. Scott Maxwell, I think, is probably pr- pretty pissed today because mm-hmm. uh, Chief John Mina essentially told him, uh, from what I can gather, yesterday. That these uh, cameras, these face recognition cameras that that OPD was toying around with would not be uh, used on the public. And now there's information that they've set up three or four of them that are looking at the public. This Mina, you know, I... This is uh, not good optics for someone who's running for Orange County Sheriff. You're absolutely correct, Mo. He stepped in at this time. Don't lie to us, all right? There's no reason to it. You're not putting together the A-bomb. You know, we're not spies for the Japanese who would take what you're doing and, uh, <laughs> and tell the emperor, all right? <laughs> this, is a, this is a face recognition system connected to Amazon uh, that you and OPD have been willing to, uh, to test. Why keep that a secret from everybody? And then apparently, from what we can gather, keeping a secret on how you were testing it. Ah, shame on you. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. I just uh, wrote a note to somebody. First yeah. of all, I screwed up the, the envelope the first oh, time. Oh, come on. So, all right. So, all right. The envelope I wrote in blue ink, but the note's in black. That's fine. Should I redo it? No. no. Are you sure? Positive. I'm sure they won't even notice. Well, now they will. They probably will. No, but I, that's okay. You throw the envelope. I don't like that. Mm. I'm crazy oh. about that. But, now, it's, it would be worse if you envelopes. wrote half the message and then signed it in a different color. Right. Like on the inside of the car. Oh, that'd be kind of sweet, though, wouldn't it? Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, really. Little. Sounds very artistic. Avant-garde. It pops a little bit. They're like, oh, pop, that's yeah. who's signing it. Just Okay, so here's what you do. You have, so the address is on the outside of the envelope is in blue, blue. ink. Okay. And the inside is Black. blacking. Mm. All right. So at the end of the address, just draw some streaky lines and then indent the paper to make it look like the pen ran out of ink. And then inside, <laughs> it explains right. why well, there's black yeah, ink. Okay, well, then whatever. That's elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I just... it seems like a long way to go for a. I don't. Plus, you know, if you they, put oh, a piece of paper over it and then scribble on it, and then it'll look like you were scribbling on the envelope with no ink, and it's like, oh, ran out of ink. That's why there's yeah, black. I can do ink the whole inside. thing again in one particular color. Nice. Waste an envelope. This envelope that I haven't glued together yet. All right. So make so that color. I can redo color. the note. Yeah, in that's blue. what you have to do. No, you don't. That's well, why wasteful. don't I do another envelope in in black? Well, which is more prime? You have to figure out which is more a prized piece. You've the already card. thrown away one envelope, so yeah. I wouldn't throw away a second envelope. I would throw away another uh, sheet of a stationery. I'm just going to send this no. off. You get what you get. Envelopes yes. are a dime a dozen. The card is what matters. No, not this envelope. No, see, it was personally made, right? Yeah, this, yeah. yeah but not the, the envelope. So was but the I mean, card. Right, but he's yeah, already throwing one the envelope. envelope. The card yeah. and the envelope. I mean, this is I'd rather nice stationery. I'd rather that have... Cheap. Hundred envelopes to a box. It's your personalized stationery. I'd rather have the nice card in a regular envelope than a regular card in a nice envelope. You've already thrown one away. Gets thrown away anyway. Right, and you've already thrown one away by mistake because you made an error. Right, 
era. So, so in this case, now if you're going to throw only one thing away, throw away the note. So now you're evenly matched no. again. Bad advice. Do no. not listen to her. The worst Do thing not throw is anything having too away. much stationery and there's no more envelopes. That's yeah. You why. keep using up the envelopes. You're going to have stationery with no envelopes. No. So you throw away the card. That's happened to me before. I, it's horrible. You can use a me regular too. envelope and have the nice That's card. It's not as nice. Do you what have regular white envelope? envelope? Yeah, you this just use something. This is a thank you size envelope. I got envelope. boxes of those at you home. You don't have no, any No, I don't think that's Every true. color. No. Multicolor. <laughs> you have to match it Paisley up now. Too. You screwed up an envelope. Now you have to get rid of a piece of paper. I'm going to take the chance. All right. She this person gets nah. the blue and the black. I have a good feeling Jack was correct when they say they open the envelope and throw it right in the trash. Yep. You're fine. You're probably fine. The only no, reason I would save this an envelope. envelope away. Not the way I addressed it. Oh. Ah! Nice. I would keep that. Yeah. I'd keep it. Thank You're you. Right. See? Keep it. And now it's got to be flubbed up. No, don't. Blue, black, no. blue, black. Mm, you got to throw away the stationery and do another note. I think it makes it worth more. I think I'm just going <laughs> to say, oh, sorry, blue, black, blue, Yeah, I black. think I'll do the envelope again. No. Now you've lost two envelopes. This is weak. That's weird. I'm disappointed in you. Me too. Wait, you're encouraging no, this. No, I think you're doing an ass backwards if you throw away another envelope. Don't throw away anything. Send then the you're going to end up send your short. Two yeah, but my cards, the cards are special. Like the cards have my name on it. Nah, They're nah, embossed. Nah, nah, nah. Well, okay. Well, then you're not getting any. <laughs> I have some already. Thank well, you. I'm not going to send you a note. Oh. Mm. All right. Well, blue, black, blue, black, blue, black. Texter says, just send an email. Ugh. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> the worst? What you, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't. Nah, send the note. No, there's. Depends on what message you're, putting, you're trying no, you're, to. You're putting your, your, your. No, there's something about putting pen to paper. Mm-hmm. There's even something about even typing a note. I wouldn't suggest it in this particular case. But there's something about sitting there and 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 typing something out and taking a piece of paper with your, your with your aura on it mm-hmm. and folding it and putting it in a piece of paper. Definitely. Somebody knows you took some time to be a little bit more mm-hmm. personal, personal That's about right. it. Oh, definitely. Email. Yeah, I think that do that, boys and girls. I think that shows that's bad form. You took time to find another pen of a different color to make it stand I'm out. I'm going to change it Agreed. before. I'm going to change it next break. And get Weak. Another now envelope. you got two envelopes Weak. in the toilet. That's no good. Weak. You're going well, to then you're going to have a, a note, and you're going to have no envelope, and then you're going to be stuck. Well, what if I send your another this nope. and another card in an envelope Weak. with a different message? You're already down like, your minus one envelope, and I'll put like number one on this. Open this first. Yeah, and then, then the second one, I apologize know, for the blue and the black. No. Weird. That's just weird. <laughs> I think you can just leave it as is. I think so, too. Agreed. We're going to leave it as is? Yeah. Yes. Don't keep wasting. Texting service is begging us to leave it as is. Don't too. waste any Please more supplies. Stop this argument. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't like the subject or they don't like the argument? It's yes. like the you know, the think... kids like, Mommy, Daddy, stop arguing. That too. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy. I think it's the subject, because sometimes when y'all argue, they're like, yeah, get him or get her or whatever. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't know where I fall on that. It, I don't like. depends on the You're argument. The yeah, I figured that'd be, I'm the only one. And then just, oh. just send a damn thing in the blue envelope. All right, don't just try to figure this out. Golly. Sometimes, you know. People are so mean. So now when this happens to you, you say, jeez, I heard, remember the file when they talked about this? Hmm, what should I do? Oh, people are going to think twice now. I know. Blue, well, black, now, blue, black. Now we go, okay, remember, I wrote out the the message on the card before I, uh, you know, addressed the envelope, make sure I got the right color pen. 
Don't yeah. make that stupid mistake Jim made. <laughs> now let's play So You Want to Win. What are some of the prizes? Oh, buddy. We've got today a four-pack of tickets to Head Games, a tribute to Foreigner at the House of Blues. Saturday, June 16th, you can go to realradio.fm keyword tickets for more info. A four-pack of tickets to Zendata, uh, the police tribute band at the House of Blues, on Friday, June 15th. Same drill, finding out info on that. Mm-hmm. And a four-pack of tickets to Pandora's Box, the ultimate Aerosmith tribute at House of Blues, Friday, June 22nd. And our closest to the pin winner was unable to attend the <gasps> Action Point film, so we still have those tickets as well. They got to put yeah. my return address on it. Oh, here we go. Yes. Here right. is uh, Mike. You ready to play, Mike? True or false? We have three rounds. True, false, followed by Brad's in the news. Make it through that. You go to round three, and it's Brad's who said that. It's a multiple choice right. question. Mo and Mr. Pinkman are your uh, lifelines today because Eddie the Shaman is not with us. So, Mike, here we go. True or false? Suits actor Louis Litt pulled a double faux pas by making strange faces at the royal wedding, then trying to explain his odd behavior by outing the Duke of Earl as having halitosis. Is that true or false? Ooh, do I have lifelines right yeah, now? Li- no? right, yeah, everybody's got a lifeline. Now. you got Mo and Pinky. Okay, let's go with my because uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I watched sure. a royal wedding, and I saw this story, and he said he would make that face because he was leaning over, getting away from that bad breath. Oh, so suits actor Lewis yep, Litt. it is true. I feel like it was a different actor, but oh, maybe. You, you might oh, be right. Now you got me confused. What do you want to do? Second guessing. I say, yeah. Oh. You're going false or true? What do you want to do? I think false. All right, so split decision. Yeah. Mo says true. Pinkman says well, somebody false. leaned over. I, hope, I don't know if it was that guy, but somebody leaned over because of bad breath. The loser okay, will be well, severely punished. Okay, oh. I need an answer before the uh, end of the year. Uh, true. True. That's your yeah. final answer? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, false. What's the guy's name? Rick Hoffman played. Uh, that's he it. played Lewis, Lewis, Lewis on Lynn. the show. Yeah, and well, it that's... wasn't the Duke of anything. Duke of Earl? <laughs> Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Oh. Never mind. Here's Thanks Mark. Here we go, Mark. <laughs> True or false, Mark. On Sunday, more than 7,000 residents of Lake Worth received alerts about a power outage due to extreme zombie activity. Is that true or false? You have lifelines. That is true. True, he says. That's your final answer. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> and we'd like to make it clear they did not have a zombie problem, mm. at least not for now. Oh, Round God. two, Brad's in the news. Still, you have lifelines if you need them. Here you go. Listen closely this now. This story's ripped from the headlines, and some of these are so damn wordy, I'm just jumping to the short ones. Okay. Let's see how this goes. This is a common bond. Ice cubes, a sextant, and E. coli. What do these three things have in common? Ice cubes, a sextant, and E. coli. Uh, Mo, can you help me out? I don't. Well, we're going to put our heads together. Go on, Pinky, Pinky and no, I. He wanted you. Um, no, no. no ice both cu- of I'm you. writing Dang this. I see. I have paper. I'm ready to write down. Ice cubes, a sextant. Yes, yes, yes. And E. coli. And yes, e. yes, yes, coli. yes. Romaine lettuce. <gasps> what does that have to do with oh, a sextant? What is a sextant? Sextant. That's the ship. A device used to used to navigate, navigate by the stars. Mm-hmm. Aye, lad. Ice cubes, a sextant, an E. coli. They're all coming back. <clears throat> what do you mean coming back? Ice I cubes never went away. Says you. Oh, all right. Um, were they all cr- uh, created somewhere? Like invent? Not invented, but mm-hmm. uh, is that like they're all? They're from- all. They are all 
Ice cubes, a sextant. Morris, thinking of Star Trek, what are we thinking about? Thinking about Spock. What? Wait. In more of a Star Wars or Star Trek? Space. There you go. Okay, now take it from there. You have everything you need. Mm -hmm. It's all you need. There are ice cubes full of E. coli and no, they're doing um, uh, (gasps) science experiments (gasps) on these things on the shuttle. There we go. I mean, the space station. There you go. Good enough, All Mo. experiments just sent to the ISS, the International yes. Space Station. Yes. Ooh, here we go. Here's Brad who said that. Take a deep breath, everybody. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. There's so much for us to consume. I hate to say it, but I don't follow it like I used to. Now, who said that? Dan Patrick, Tom Brady, Richard Petty. There's no. There's so much for us to consume. Let me start this again. There's so much for us to consume. I hate to say it, but I don't follow it like I used to. Dan Patrick of what, ESPN Mm -hmm. or formerly ESPN? Tom Brady, the quarterback, or Richard Petty, the former stock car driver? Oh, I got to think maybe Richard Petty because he doesn't follow it. Follow what, What NASCAR or anything? Yeah, what, he's a lifeline? Uh, Well, you don't see him a lot in NASCAR anymore. Mm -hmm. You want to go with Richard Petty or you want to try to get some help here? I think we'll go with Richard Petty. All right, go on with Richard Petty. That's your final answer? Yep. I'm sorry, it was Tom Brady. Oh, darn. That's what I was going to say. That's what Moe and Pinkman were going to say. Oh, he didn't even ask? Mm -mm. No. That was a shot at a prize. Exactly. Now we're out of time. Well, for him. (laughs) We got to go. Bill Anthony Beth. We'll get to you when we return with So You Want to Win Up on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. Come on, my NyQuil and ecstasy is wearing off. So You Want to Win Turn your mic on, Jim. There we go. Back to So You Want to Win All right, Bill, here we go, buddy. Thanks for hanging in there. Let's get a, let's get a winner for you here. True or false, uh, Bill, you can use lifelines, by the way. True or false, a study published in Bon Appetit magazine revealed that people using blue plates tend to eat less than on white plates. Is that true or false? Well, if you're going to offer me a lifeline, let's just see what happens. All right, what do you have to say, lifeline? Hey, it's true. I think that's also true. True, they say, Bill. What do you think? A study oh, published in Bon Appetit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You say it's true? Uh, what do you no, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. That's your final answer? Sorry, yeah. Bill, it's false. Yeah. Uh, red plates have been known to send the less? stop signal. Oh, yeah. red. It's a red plate. I a white it. plates, you eat whatever you want? Yeah. As much as you can. White or blue. Doesn't matter. Oh, I see. Red plates. Want to eat less. Here's uh, Beth. Hello, Beth. Hey. How you doing? Hey. I'm good. How's all my family, my familia? We are excellent. Thank you for asking. Muy bien, gracias. Muy bien. Muchas gracias, mi amiga. De nada. Eh, ¿Cómo está? ¿Cómo está hoy? ¿Cómo está? ¿Cómo, cómo está hoy? ¿Cómo está ahora? I am bien and it's beautiful at this hour. Ah, okay. Very good. <laughs> there you go. Oh, very, very good. Very good. 
All right, Beth, here we go. True or false, the latest viral dance craze is the jiggle foot, based loosely on the combination of the Jewish aura, is that how you pronounce it, and the hokey pokey. The horror. The horror mm-hmm. and the hokey pokey. It's the newest dance craze. It's called the jiggle foot, viral dance craze. Well, I want to say that's true, but I'm going to ask more because I think she will know this. Yeah, I do. I think the jiggle foot is what happened with Jack was at the movies where somebody was jiggling their foot behind him at the movie theater. You know how some people, they have that nervous. my chair. So the answer is that's not the latest dance craze. I think that was jiggle foot. No, that's something else. That's false, then. Are you going false? What about Pinkman? You want to use him or not? Nah. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're right, Beth. You're moving on to yeah. round two. Here's Whatever. Jack. Jigglefoot. I knew that one. Yeah. Here you go, Beth. Buckle up and listen. This is a long one. This is no fish story. Mm-hmm. It's not rare to see fishermen whipping out their rods and casting lines along the South Jetty in Fort Pierce. Fishing will take on a new look on Memorial Day. Anglers will be gunning for the top spot in a first-of-its-kind tournament. Organizer Michael Taylor is very open about it. Why carry on the gathering? This is weird. What? Yeah. That's it. That's all you get? No more? No, that's a lot. Why don't you use Moira as a lifeline and not Pinkman since you offended him? I think he knows something about this. I think he picked up the clues. I missed them. Uh, You offended Pinkman. No. I'm offended. You yeah. are my baby. Come on. Now you have to help Beth yeah, out. Think of, the, think, of the se- think of the Second Amendment. Now you have Guns. to invite her to the wedding. Oh, they're having a gun competition? They're, they're shooting. They're shooting fish. They're shooting fish. They're not catching fish or something. Second Amendment. They're... Jack, I don't even understand this. Do you? Can you reread it? I, I kind of do. Can you reread it, Jim? Can just with re- the clue, with the italics? Oh, she wants you to reread it, Jim. Never mind. <laughs> and just in case, you <laughs> now know. Now I'm insulted. Jack said he had so much copy right, there, he didn't know what to Fishing do with it. Fishing will take on a yes. new look on Memorial Day. Yes. Anglers will be gunning, gunning for the top spot in the first of its kind tournament. Or, listen up, Beth. <laughs> Organizer Michael Taylor is very open about it. Why carry oh. on the gathering? Open carry. Yeah. That's your final answer? There you go. Yeah. I get yeah, it. It's an open carry fishing uh, get-together. They aim to educate the public, uh, and they're an advocate of Second Amendment I rights. that in Texas and every pond. Just shoot boom. <laughs> no, they're not <laughs> shooting the fish. Oh, they're boy. fishing, but they're carrying their guns on their hip. To shoot the fish when they pull them in. That's stupid. That is... I'm exhausted. It's a lot of copy over there. I don't know. All right, Beth, here we go for the win, all right? (laughs) If you don't want to take the prize, if you win, uh, hand it over to the orphanage, all right? Here we go. Here's Brad's who said that. I always do. I know you do. Uh, I know. I'm I'm exhausted now. All right, Beth, here's the quote. Tell me who said it. (laughs) Quote, you need to have that spidey sense or whatever it is that is not right. When someone answers the door in a bathrobe, don't go in that room. Mm. Who said that? Pamela Anderson, Anderson Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. One more time. You need to have that spidey sense or whatever it is that is not right. When someone answers the door in a bathrobe, don't go in that room. Pamela Anderson, Anderson Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence. Good Lord, it could be all of the above. Um, okay, Mo, come on, Pinky. All right. Now, um, I thought it was... Jennifer Lawrence, because she was embroiled in that Harvey Weinstein thing, right? I mean, so you think, because he was um, in his bathrobe, 
and she went up to his room to get advice in the bathroom. Right, but this sounds critical of the women involved, so I'm going to go Pam Anderson. Really? Oh, check out the big brain Split on Brad. decisions. Pamela Anderson or Jennifer Lawrence? Nobody said Anderson Cooper. What do you want to do, Beth? Let's go Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. That's your final answer? Yeah. I'm sorry, Beth. Yeah. It was Pamela Anderson. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry about that. Because it was a snarky response? Yep. Is that why? Yep. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you know that me. movie she was in with Tommy Lee? All right, let me take a uh, oh, break. Oh, that movie. I watch it oh. every night. We'll find some music for you, maybe, <laughs> when we come back. We'll finish up So You Want to Win a No Eddie the Shaman today. No Get Your Lifelines uh, checked out. She's not going to flow. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio <laughs> 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A junior firefighter in Pennsylvania has confessed to intentionally setting a vacant duplex on fire so he could respond to a call. Nothing like a little bit of job security know what I'm saying I look at us. Next, cops from Broward Sheriff's Office have arrested their very own deputy who shoplifted from a local Walmart in full uniform. He stole some Star Wars DVDs and action figures. To serve and collect am I right? Finally, a Canadian man is attributing his life of crime to an exotic spider bite, an amputated thumb, and a meth addiction. Wow. This guy's life must be directed by the Cone Brothers. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app, Alexa Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Orlando City returns home to host Chicago Fire this Saturday. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. on Real Radio 104.1 and iHeartRadio. And now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah, so you want to win a... There are a bunch of sunspots that we're not aware of. The president of the United right. States now saying that people who don't stand for the national anthem, maybe they should leave the country. We got John Mina, the chief of the Orlando Police Department, essentially lying mm. to uh, to Scott Maxwell about this use of facial recognition uh a pr- uh, camera software, software yeah. with uh, with uh, uh, with Amazon. Let's you know you can piss me off. Maybe it doesn't make much difference. You piss off Maxwell, and you are really Trouble. you're going to find yourself in a big <laughs> pile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Let's get back to the uh, phones for so you want a winner. Here is Kevin. Ready to play, Kevin? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Thanks for hanging in there. I appreciate it. Here we go. True, false. Maybe I'll try to help you along with this, all right? We need to give away some prizes. What are you yeah. saying? We're not good helpers? As no. heard on Fritz on the Street, as heard in okay. Fritz on the Street, yeah, yeah, former yeah. actress Megan M- Merkel was bequeathed the title of Duchess of Essex by virtue of her marriage to Prince Harry over the weekend. Is that true or false? <sighs> The title of Duchess of Essex. Go with Mo. She's the expert on this wedding stuff. I'm doing the royal gonna, wave right now, sir. I also know the answer. I was just going to say, cares, no, I know she's a duchess, but was it Essex? No, it's yeah. Sussex. Sussex. So that's Thank false. You, false. Uh-huh. All right, false, you say. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. Yeah, very good. Yeah, See, that's, that's Markle, not Merkel. Pinkman thought it was true. Oh. There we go. Yeah, to round is, two. False. Here's Jack. Let's uh, get this oh, underway. Since we have time, I'll get one of the wordy ones. All right. Two customers are suing McDonald's, alleging they were forced to pay for something they don't care for. Any way you slice it, the lawsuit is going to get more than a quarter pound of attention when it comes to pricing policies. Mm -hmm. I thought we already went through this with Google. 
What is at the center of the controversy? Oh, I like the way you said that. Thank you. It's British, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I think I know what this one is. Pinky, you know what this one is? <gasps> yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, what is it? I'm going to ask, but I think it's cheese. It is. Oh, there you go. your final yeah. answer. There you go. Oh, Round yeah. three. Good job. Cheese. There you go. You don't need them. Hey, do you know that after a half a million people have signed a petition, McDonald's is investigating whether they're going to continue to have plastic straws? Oh, that's good. That's, Paper that straws. That's good, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the people want, but McDonald's is recommending that, that the board vote no on this. Why? Well, they're saying they have uh, plans to be much more environmentally conscious by 2025, and this would put other things back that they want to do. Uh, I think they just don't... Plastic straws are cheap and easy and they're effective and paper straws yeah. are not, you know... Bad for the environment. I think they're banned in California, are they, they not? In yeah. certain places, yeah, and even down in Miami there's a, a town that has them in certain spots uh, around In California, the you do away with a plastic bag as well? Mm-hmm. At I a grocery. So. Yeah, yeah, no more Publix bag. Alright, here we go, buddy. Here no it public. is. Round three. Brad, right. you said that. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. I only make poor life choices as experiments, I swear. Snoop Dogg, Iggy Azalea, or Sabrina Ambra. I only make poor life choices as experiments, I swear. Snoop Dogg, Iggy Azalea, Sabrina Ambra. Uh, Any ideas, Lifeline? (laughs) It sounds to me, sir, Kevin, if I may. It sounds to me like it might be Sabrina. It does sound Sabrina-ish to me, too, sir. I, I was it's thinking Sabrina as Sabrina well. Want to go with Sabrina? That's your final answer? Yes, sir. No, I'm oh. sorry. Iggy Azalea. I'm not even oh, sure what that is. She, is. She's oh. a rapper. Oh. Mm. Contestants are just itching for Eddie to get back. She was oh. dating that Eddie. basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knew Eddie as a lifeline would be an improvement? Oh, you guys. How rude. I know it's rude, but come on. Let's try to get a winner here. Oh, Eddie's not that good. Mo knew Sussex. I did. I knew Sussex. Anthony, you ready to play? cheese. I knew cheese. Anthony, you ready to play? I'm ready, Mr. Phillips. Okay, here we go, Anthony. Listen up now. True or false? Uh The number one U.S. destination for Memorial Day travelers this year is Orlando. Is that true or false? Mm, I'm stuck already. It sounds true, but I, I love a uh, lifeline, if you don't mind. Yeah, okay, here you go. What do you think, lifelines? Yeah, you, uh, so look at this. Now right? you look at this. So you got the thing that's doing another thing. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to go with true for the kid Anthony here. Mm-hmm. What do you think Bobby there, Mo? Yeah, hey. I, uh, I'm thinking that's right. <laughs> What's that, Mo? She's Irish. <laughs> oh, I decided to be Irish. I've been thinking. I've been thinking. Yeah. yeah. And today, Mo's been thinking that it might be true. That's right. <laughs> so true or false, what do you think there, Anthony? People want to come to yeah. Orlando. They always do. That's your final answer. Yeah, true. There yeah. it goes. Yeah, yeah, Orlando, number one. Next in We're line on the one. list is Seattle, Honolulu, and Las Vegas. Oh, oh, number oh, one. Let's oh, go quick. to number five there, uh, champ. Oh, Jackie. All right, here we go. Number five. This is a common bond. Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. Mm -hmm. Common bond. The New York Stock Exchange. The Democratic nominee for Georgia governor and the CIA. What do these three things have in common? Oh, that's a good one, don't you know? Oh, my. Um, hmm, I'm not sure. Uh, Mr. Phillips, can I... Um, can I trade Moira for Eddie the Shaman or no? <laughs> no, you don't, want, you don't want to do this on this one. 
I think <laughs> Mo might have the answer here. Well, hold out on him, Mo. Make yeah. Pinkman go first. Wait, <laughs> so you know so could much. you read the three things again? Sure, sure, sure. The New York Stock Exchange, the Democratic nominee for Georgia governor, and the CIA. What do these three things have in common? They were all... No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got this <laughs> So one, far, so good. I'm going to let well, him flop the, around for a minute. I'm going to flop around. I need to yeah. pull some tennis. Right. All, Let's all see is, him sweat it out. All is a good start for a common bond. Wait, yeah. for Georgia, though, that's the first black woman in the running for governor? New York Stock Exchange, Democratic nominee for Georgia governor, and the CIA. Come on, Pinkman. And the CIA You're a smart guy. was founded in 1949. Oh, Pinkman. No. What did he say? Oh, I don't yeah. know. CIA, Democratic, Georgia governor, yeah. New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, I know yeah. what they are. What I, do we know about it? Do you it? know what they know? Uh, Come on, Mo. Give me an answer. Save him, Mo. Throw him the lifeline. Yeah. I'm Make drowning. I'm Humiliate gonna, Pinkman. I'm going to help you. <laughs> All of them are being led for the first time by a woman. That's your final answer? Exactly. Good job, yeah. Mo. Yeah. CIA, Gina Eddie the Shaman when Mo's here. Oh, that Gina Haspel. Yeah, that yes. Gina Haspel. First woman ever. Stacey Cunningham. First woman ever. Stacey Abrams. There First we go. Woman ever. Sweet redemption, Mo. Brad's who said that. <laughs> Here's right. the quote. Tell me who said it. Okay. Being a male is a matter of birth. Being a man is a matter of age. Being a gentleman is a matter of choice. Ooh. Now, who said that? Cornelius Vanderbilt, the robber baron. Michael Caine, the actor. Or Vin Diesel, the actor. I'll give you the quote one more time. Being male is a matter of birth. Being a man is a matter of age. Being a gentleman is a matter of choice. Cornelius Vanderbilt, Michael Caine, Vin Diesel. It sounds like a swerve question, so I'm thinking Diesel, but Moira will know this, so we'll help I don't, you out I don't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. hoping Pinkman, he's a man, he would he might know something. Well, let's not let's not exaggerate. All right, well, Michael Caine. Well, how rude. I, I don't Michael. know. I thought it sounded like somebody who had, uh, you know, was a, a gentrified somebody. So I thought maybe the, the first one would have been the answer. It does sound like esteemed Vanderbilt, Cornelius Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Who was the second option? Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Caine. Yes. I'm sticking with Vanderbilt. Yeah? I think so. He had a railroad built into North Carolina to build his mansion. Did he like Vin Diesel. You like Vandy. What did Mo like? What do you think, Mo? Well, then, I, I feel bad to leave Michael Caine out, so I'll pick him. Then, then you guys are no help. <laughs> oh. I tried. <laughs> are you Anthony? I, I, I was leaning you... toward, I have to say, I was leaning toward Vanderbilt, but if, you know, you can make a good argument. I haven't heard anybody give a good argument. Uh, here. Right, I'll give you a good argument. It's not Cornelius Vanderbilt. Oh, damn it. So nice. it's Michael Caine or Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with Vin Diesel. Why? It's your first oh, instinct. Oh, it's first instinct. Mm-hmm. We always first say go instinct. with your first instinct. All right. But wait, what about Michael Caine? It sounds really like something Michael Caine. snooty, doesn't it? Like he would. Yeah, but Michael Caine's not snooty. Michael Caine was born and bred in the in the projects in yeah, London. But he has oh, an English accent, Jim. You got so sound smart. <laughs> go with Vin Diesel then. All right, Vin Diesel. You want to go with Vin Diesel? Go with Vin Diesel. Let's go with it, guys. That's your final answer. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. There you go. Yeah, Kapoor-ya. Vin Diesel. Kapoor-ya. Who knew? Thank you, Anthony. Good um, job. I did. Jim knew. I did. I got we, the answer. We have him right here. Yeah, you know, on the paper. It was Vin, easy. Vin Diesel loves Lower Manhattan, I heard. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a callback. Uh, call hey, Jim, uh, call back to what we were just discussing. McDonald's shareholders voted down 
to replace all straws, so plastic straws will stay at McDonald's. That doesn't sound very environmentally conscious. Yeah, but it would have been very expensive, I guess, to make the change. And not well, people. Oh, how expensive. Come on. <laughs> wow. Come on now. Did anybody really buy in that? Does somebody have to I take would. care of the yeah. earth? Let's take care of the earth, people. The earth and the sea turtles. All that plastic. Although McDonald's straws are pretty damn good. They have, they have They're some probably the best fast food straws they have out there. Yeah. You know, remember yeah. paper, shake. paper yeah. straws? Yeah. After a minute, your, your mouth squishes on them and you can't get anything out. It, nope. There's a problem with a paper straw. Yeah, sea turtles. You're going with the damn. plastic straw. You're recommending the plastic straw? No, I don't like plastic straws for the environment. Bad for the environment. Right. There's got to be some compromise because paper straws stink. How about, well, how you about making you... a more sturdy paper straw? That's ba- yeah. fine. Cardboard. Or maybe some... give up your artificial sucking device. <laughs> you don't use one. Oh, I see. Mm. Why don't we make our own? You know, it could be like chopsticks. You know, some people have their own chopsticks <laughs> right. for sushi. Mm-hmm. You know, they go to a sushi okay. restaurant, they carry in I their own chopsticks. Like, yeah. I have a straw that hey, I you want a straw? Yeah. Hey, you want Bring a milkshake? You want a soda? Yeah. Hey, where's your straw? straw? We don't get you don't get a straw here. Yeah, Bring bro. your own from home. It, the the you know move was to go to paper and also keep them behind the counter, so people would have to ask for them. That would cut down on how many straws. I like those out. little straw things where you have to press the you know the press the lever and the straw rolls down. Oh yeah, like at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? You press the lever? Oh, mm-hmm. it's a whole container of straws, right? Yeah. Cont- oh, clink, clink, and they come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like it rolls them. down, you get one. Uh-huh. Very sanitary. Is it, though? Is no, it? not at all. Because they're all in there. Somebody's touched <laughs> they're not all individually of them. Wrapped. That's right. Who's touching the straw? The girl who puts them in that thing, or the boy who puts them with their... Well, they they, they well, just that... pick their nose, they grab the straws, they shove them in that box. Well, that box. means everything, then. <sighs> straw girl well, you're not going to get a box of raisinets because, what, they pull it out of the counter and hand them to you? That's fine. No, but you're not putting that in your... You know, it's got wrapping on it. What does it say about our audience if more than one texter says McDonald's straws are the best for snorting cocaine? Oh, I don't know anything about that. I think that means our audience snorts cocaine. Allegedly. How about Personally, reuse- that wasn't my favorite. I always went with the Burger King straw. I thought it was much more sturdy and much more nose-worthy. However... Reusable, <laughs> alu- reusable <laughs> aluminum straws. <laughs> better, what? Uh, no, you cut your Aluminum. nose or something like that. Oh, no, not for bi- that. For you'd drinking. Bi- oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it uh, just a dollar? <laughs> what is wrong with you, Pop? He really Sorry. was thinking of yeah, it. Was... <laughs> Michael Kite. I was like, well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> oh. Wear it in a chain yeah, around your neck. I was just thinking uh, of it, too. No. Like, Gee, I wonder why nobody thought of that. Mm. That's silly. All right, a couple of more contestants right. before we get out of here. We have a long weekend, by the way. We won't be back until Tuesday. Here is Robbie. Ready to play, Robbie? Ready to play. All right, here we go, buddy. True or false? The Oprah's Book Club. Yeah. Oprah's Book Club first recommendation was The Deep End of the Ocean by Ooh. Jacqueline Mitchard or Mitchard. Mm. In 1996, is that true or false? Remember what Oprah, the book club, says here, her first recommendation was The Deep End of the Ocean. Um, I do not watch Oprah. I usually never show anymore. So, I uh, use your lifelines. Pinkman yeah, used to watch Oprah all the time. It's true or false. So I'm going to say it's uh, 20 years ago, 22 years Oprah's ago. Oprah's book club, yeah. first book club recommendation was The Deep End of the Ocean. Sure. True. I, I, that's probably right. 
They're saying true. Yeah, true. Yeah. True That's it is. Final All right, there it is. Yeah, true. Here's Jack. Oh, yeah. Well, let's... Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. <laughs> Lee County is all abuzz in the national news. U.S. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow named the county one of only 10 state, local, and tribal government entities to be selected for the Federal Aviation Pilot Program. Some will use drones for border patrol or livestock tracking. Mm. Lee has another use, bringing down a pesky nuisance that poses an ongoing threat. What are they trying to drone out? Oh, man. Drone, drones in Lee County for what purpose? Drones. Huh. Oh, 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 oh. I think Arnold Horshack knows. I don't know. Did he ask for a lifeline? I don't get it, but I'm sure that Yeah, they're using it for mosquito control. That's your final answer. There you go. Yeah, mosquito control. Very good. Very good. Here we go. Here's the 